0: Hey, oh, this is cool. Uh, in hour two, I'm just already jumping to hour two real quick because uh, we're going all the way to Austria. Austria. Uh, for those of you in, uh, uh, well, certain areas of Washington, D.C., that's not the same as Australia. Just want you to know. Uh, Dr. Maria hubmer is going to join us. She's been an incredible activist. She's a mom. She's a super mom as far as I'm concerned. Uh, we're going to find out what, what's been going on in Austria. And more than that, uh, in fact, there's a Better Way conference Uh, I think in England, that's coming up. I would want to attend. I don't know if I can, but that's coming up. Hey, first hour, though, revisiting Anecdotals, the documentary. No, no, Jen Sharp's not showing up today, unfortunately. But, hey, fortunately, she's connected me with one of her producers, and he's a sensational dude, Joshua Stalman. And what he's been through in New York with his business, his restaurant, what he's had to withstand, what he's willing to stand up to this guy, I like him a lot already. You're going to find out why we'll check it out from three's brewing. He's the CEO there. And, uh, he wrote a piece called New York. I love you, but you're bringing me down. It's almost like you're killing me, New York. Right. And I'm a New Yorker. Actually, when I was a kid, we got out when I was six and I'm glad, uh, but we'll find out what's going on. What's going on there. Is there any sanity coming back to that state? Well, we've got some, uh, remedies for overcoming addiction we got a question today on hypothyroid and a whole lot more. Our second hour will simulcast on Brideon.tv. And tell your friends, Jonathan Emore is about to officially announce for the United States Senate to run in Virginia. He's the guy. And uh, we're looking forward to that as well. So tell your friends, come on, join us. RobertScottBell.com slash listen for the chat room. And let's get this healing party started right about now. The Robert Scott, the Bell, Robert Show. Scott Bell Show.
1: voice of health, freedom, and liberty,
0: the Robert Scott Bell Show. Hey, we're barely hanging on to January, man. This is, is, is it going fast for you, too, or is it just me and Super D? Welcome to the Robert Scott Bell Show, Monday edition, January the 30th, 2023, if I am correct on that year. I just know that my mom's birthday, her 89th, was celebrated yesterday, the 29th of January, and she was dancing to, to Fred Astaire and Ginger Rogers, a, a film that came out in 1934 when she was born, and I'm looking forward to being able to show you that video probably tomorrow, uh, I'm guessing, unless something happens before then, uh, but that's exciting news in the midst of a lot of things that some people can be bummed out about. Granted, we've been through a lot of crazy crises, artificially induced, but uh, uh, if you're here, it hasn't beaten you down. You're all right. You're coming through it and you're looking to uh, co-create a better, a better world moving forward. What does that mean? Does that mean uh, uh, convincing everybody that you were right and they were wrong, even though you were right and they were wrong? (laughs) Or is it more or less just being a living example for the freedom that you believe in? Uh, As we talk about the changing and the weirdness of changing uh, definitions of words, over the time that I've been doing this show, we opened up the microphone in 1999 when it was called Jumpstart Your Health. And we, I don't even think that the CIA had coined the phrase anti-vaxxer yet. I don't recall that back in 1999. I do recall that people were, were upset with me because we actually talked about, I talked about vaccines being the third rail of medical politics. That is the thing you couldn't talk about. You couldn't question there was a sanctity about them that said, if you dared to question them, that somehow you were, you know, you were a fringe outside the realm of what they come to consider mainstream on anything. And you were you usually ridiculed or laughed out or just ignored. Now it was a very small percentage of us back then. When I opened up the microphone, of course I learned about the danger of vaccinations uh, in uh, well, the 1990s, early nineties uh, when I, well, I was 24 years of age at ni- 1990 and I, recognized for the first time that modern medicine was clearly not going to help me. In fact, I learned that about four or five years earlier when I gave up on modern medicine at Emory University in Atlanta, going on the doctor route, you know, and I realized that they would kill me if I continued down the path with all the drugs that they gave me, all the shots they gave me and surgery that I had and everything like that. And being chronically ill with no way out, apparently, other than more, more drugs, I turned a you know a different direction and asked God, please help me because these doctors don't know what they're doing, and I wanted to be one of them, and now I don't. so it's a long time coming in my life twenty four years of chronic disease that opened my eyes to say there's there's got to be a better way, something else, and that's when I met a homeopathic doctor train changed my uh, my lifestyle to organic food and began to detoxify my liver and you know it might sound radical, but it was something that uh I know it saved my life. Here I am in my, as I said, mid fifties. I don't know how long Superdawg will have to tell me how long I can claim mid fifties. I don't know when that changes, if that changes next birthday or not. But <laughs> what are the rules on that? Speaking of changing definitions, and and you know, the journey to to know what I know is a long journey. Although if you just discover, uh, just discover it now, there's a lot of people that came before you to trudge through a path that was uh, you know very difficult not that it's necessarily easy once you wake up and see a lot of the lies and deceptions facing you that you're like oh my gosh you know, I had no idea and then the question you ask yourself is uh, you know do I do I go back to sleep because it's a little awkward and uncomfortable to see the lizard people <laughs> that were right in front of you the whole time what was that that was John Carpenter movie wasn't it they live you put on the glasses and suddenly you can see who the lizard people are and, and you know, th- though though it's considered science fiction, the more we talk about the way these people that have, uh, you know, kind of a global domination worldview, they want to force you into uh, medical slavery, whether they're actually lizards or not, they're operating arguably from more of a, a reptilian brain. One that cares not for right or wrong, not, one that does not respect your freedom, but one that says you must live according to, to my edicts. Or for those that live in fear, the followers of those uh, reptilians would be the ones that say, you need to take the jab because I'm afraid, and if you don't take it, I'm afraid I'll die because you're not taking it. These people live in fear, and then they cheerlead various forms of oppression and tyranny that they claim to be against. But when it comes to satisfying their thirst for rule over you, to have you live the way they want you to live, there's no limit, especially if the government is on their side. The dangerous ignorance of, of their view is that they forget that the government shifts between, you know, what's the polarity of left, right. If you want to call it by the Hegelian dialectic, it's much more complex than that, but they'd like to simplify it that way that eventually someone that believes differently than you is going to get in power and they're going to use the same powers you endorsed while your guy or gal was in power and you're not going to like it, which is the wisdom of our founding fathers to say, Hey, How about limiting government to such a degree that it doesn't matter almost who's in power because they can't muck up your lives because they have no power to do so, which is the idea of America. Not a strong centralized bureaucracy that would rule our lives, tell us what to do and when to do it, but one that would be constrained by a constitution, although the paper itself and the words written on it couldn't do it. The people had to engage in that way. But then we had to have, you know, words that had meaning. <laughs> like words that you know, what does freedom mean? What does liberty mean? What is a constitution, you know? What is law? What is legal? What is lawful? All of these words that have meaning, and if you don't know the meaning, they can be used against you as you use them in a way that you think, "Oh, common vernacular it means this," and then you go into a courtroom and it suddenly means something different. Now, outside of the courtroom in terms of, you know, public perception of words, They've really transformed words like crazy in the past years where the words are almost meaningless, but they do have meaning somewhere, especially if you end up in a courtroom. So let's talk about the things I mentioned from 1999 forward when I opened up the microphone to do this show. Being against vaccination. They didn't have the term anti-vaxxer, but you were against vaccinations. Somehow you were a horrible person. Because you didn't go along with the collectivist ideology that injecting people with toxic poisons, including foreign RNA and DNA long before there were mRNA shots from animals, supported fetal cells, that these things were problematic for a lot of reasons on top of the heavy metals and other adjuvants that were in there, whether they be pervert- preservatives or to trigger hyperimmune responses to el- uh, elicit antibodies, which, you know, I've called the holy grail of junk immunology. Well, why is it junk immunology? Well, it's because in immunology, they understand that having an antibody in and of itself is not sufficient even or necessary to prevent any given disease. And even if you have an antibody, it's not necessary or sufficient, but it's not sufficient necessarily to prevent that disease. And if you, well... I don't want to go into immunology at this moment, but I do want to address the changing definition of the word anti-vaxxer even, since that was established a few years back. Aaron Siri has a great substack, He His uh, headline article here is, the dictionary definition of anti-vaxxer has broadened. He says, soon there will be nobody left that does not meet the dictionary definition of anti-vaxxer. Now, we've talked about you know those that are against vaccines or maybe against one vaccine. You have a question about the flu shot every year, like, yeah, you know, I got it once or twice and it just didn't work for me or it made me sicker. And you're like, I don't like that one. But you might be for all the others on the schedule or in the case of the covid jabs, which don't really meet the traditional vaccination definition. But who cares? We'll just change the definition. Uh, You go, yeah, I don't like that one, but I like all the other ones. Or. You like it and you're willing to take it and promote it, but you don't want the government to mandate it. But you're for all the vaccines, including the mRNA ones, but you just are not supportive of mandates. Do you know that is included in the renewed or expanded definition of anti-vaxxer? So if you're opposed to the use of vaccines or regulation, the regulation's mandating them. You could be fully for all of them, but you're against the regulations mandating them. You are now an anti-vaxxer. And now even newer definitions, a person who opposes the use of some or all vaccines. Some. I'm sure that even very pro-vaccine people have one that they might go, you know what? I had a bad experience with that. Like, oh, how about the HPV shot? You like all the rest, but not the HPV one. You're an anti vaxer now. So- well,
1: how about the mRNA
0: vaccine? Well, that's what I was saying, the COVID right. chat. Yeah, I mentioned that. Yeah. The, if you don't like that one, but you like all the rest, you're an anti-vaxxer. Or if you like that one, all of them and that one, but you're just not into mandates, you're an anti-vaxxer. So what's the what's the point of having a term anti-vaxxer? Because <laughs> almost everybody is captured by it now.
1: This doesn't make any sense, and I'm surprised this made it into Merriam-Webster. You think that there's... There might be one or two people that might be part of the decision-making process on what the definition of a new uh, of a word should be. Right? Mm-hmm. This isn't just some some guy just like oh, I just think I'll just go onto the website here and suddenly make the definition different. It, mm-hmm. y- there should be a process, right? So, how is it that the term anti vaxxer mm-hmm. is applied to somebody who's anti-mandate?
0: Yeah, but well, it makes it meaningless. It's it's good for us. You know, who's pointing out the absurdity of those who are promoting jabs for everything, mRNA uh, without end. And, you know, we're going to talk about that, I think, a little later as uh, doctors seem to be pretty much all in, with some exceptions, on all the new mRNA technologies you can throw at patients. The patients might not be. Uh, We'll talk about that as well. So I'm going to pause here because I want to transition to our guest in just a moment. I want to give a little bit of the backstory, and he can fill in the blanks. Uh, this guy I connected through, Jen Sharp, my friend who did the movie Anecdotals, and we met her initially at the uh, uh, National Health Freedom Congress, U.S. Health Freedom Congress, and it was quite an extraordinary event. Uh, we talked about it. I interviewed her there. I've mentioned it many times because it was such an enlivening, exciting weekend, even the observations that were so incredible in, the, in real time, where certain people that had uh, uh, let's say proclivities toward, let's say, the liberal democratic view in their life, and those that had maybe were there, were no longer there, maybe more conservative, Republican, or anywhere in between. But we were all at the same event, and right after it, we we're having discussions about what we just witnessed. Some people were upset by the the keynote speaker, what they heard, and I'm talking to them like, "Oh, I didn't hear it that way, or I didn't hear that." And and it was a, a real time, exciting, how would we say, glimpse into how reality unfolds before our very eyes and ears and our consciousness and how our state of consciousness and our experiences color the world that we live in, how we perceive it and perception becomes reality. And then more understanding about how our reality is altered through social media and alternative technologies. Can I call it that? Or I would call it artificial intelligence, AI, how AI reads us better than we we ourselves or each other and feeds us things. To validate our worldview so we can have an event a tragic event happen and a certain segment of the political view people will see the event in one way and another will see it radically different and you're like are we on the same planet did we see the same thing did we witness the same now when we weren't there firsthand of course we can be manipulated by left media right media and and of course that's i think obvious but what's less obvious is that we could be in the same room and witness the same event and see it so radically differently based on our own we say confirmation bias, but our experiences again, alter our view of the world. And I just it was it was so thrilling and exciting to me to be able to experience that and talk about it and learn about it and learn from it that it really is an expansion of my own consciousness, if you will, an understanding of how we are manipulated and played and divided because I've argued that we have so much more in common Americans from all backgrounds, races, colors, religions, views, political, and everything that if we are left of our own of our own accord and, and not manipulated by those that would utilize technologies, dialectic, et cetera, to divide us, that we would find so much in common. And as I have learned to appreciate the differences and really enjoy them and learn about them, and then i'm not threatened my worldview is not threatened it's it, it's enhanced by that experience and so again a, a shout out to jen sharp and the movie anecdotals i think it's opening that up for a lot of people it's a not it's not a political movie about the injuries the vaccine injuries that have occurred due to COVID jabs and now uh, i i've taken part in a a new documentary that's going to be i think first time revealed at the capitol in salt lake city on uh, wednesday february 1st for those politicians from both sides of the political parties uh, who are courageous enough to witness it. That's called uh, Utah Safe and Effective, question mark. An political documentary about vaccine injury as well. More, We need more of the stories to be told. So now we also have uh, business owners, people that have businesses, in particular, in this case, the state of New York. This company called Threes Brewing, and uh, the CEO is uh, uh, Josh Stileman. And in, in according to this article, in newyork.eater.com, it said that he's compared the New York City vaccine mandate, to, and this was back in February of last year, so about a year ago, uh, to a Nazi, re- to Nazi regime and Jim Crow. Now, he also has Jewish background as well as I do, and I've talked about parallels between the Holocaust, Nazi Germany, I'm not saying it's identical, but yes, there are a lot of similarities, and now we have a documentary coming out He stepped down as CEO. Yeah, since then. I apologize. But yeah, I just want to give you that history and he'll he'll fill in the blanks. I just want to set the stage for everybody. But we we have witnessed, we have brought we bore witness to, and we have featured many, as many as we could, business owners that stood against mandates, prohibitions, masks, etc. And when we appreciate as I do, the people that are willing to risk everything to stand up for what is right. And then we look at historical examples, like the rise of the Third Reich, Nazi Germany, and we begin to see parallels. I mentioned that Vera a Holocaust survivor, she's coming on Friday again, has a new documentary talking about those parallels in much more detail. I think if we were engaged intellectually and we could actually talk without reacting purely emotionally about these issues, we might find that there are eerie and scary parallels to what's happening today with the growth of, of government in a tyrannical sense on the under the guise of protecting you and me, under the health, the public health, right? Oh, those dirty fill in the blanks, we've got to protect you from them, and therefore we support them. Now, here we go, uh, let's see. This was the tweet, Super Don has it. If you can go full screen on this, this was the actual tweet that Josh uh, put out, what he stated. He says, the implementation of VAX passports against any defensible scientific reality echoes early sentiments expressed in the Jim Crow South, Nazi Germany, Stalinism, Maoism, and other dark times in human history. And of course this made the mainstream leftist media apoplectic. Oh my gosh. And then to find out he's, he's Jewish too. How, how could he say that? Maybe we can get Jewish people to, to yell at him too. Like when I was accused of, uh, what did I, what did I say about Jon Stewart when he was, uh, running the daily show? When he made some horrific accusations of, uh, uh, against the rich housewives of Marin County, who largely were Jewish, and how dare they not get their kids vaccinated? And I said, you know, ostracizing them is eerily similar to some of the techniques used in Nazi Germany. And then they said, Jewish uh, uh, syndicated radio host calls Jon Stewart a Nazi. I'm like, I did not call him a Nazi. I just said, these are Nazi like tactics. But we can't have conversations like that, but we will, and we are. And right now, we're joined by Joshua Stileman, and I appreciate him. He's also a, a producer of Anecdotals and also a friend of Jen Sharp. God bless you, Josh. Welcome to the Robert Scott Bell Show.
2: Thanks for having me. Appreciate it.
0: Well, it's good to have you on board. And you say this, this was a whole thread that went back and forth for a while. And I never, I, I don't think we were aware of you at the time and what you were doing, or I would have featured you a long time ago, although you might not have been doing media back then, but I certainly appreciate all that you stand for. And the fact that you've connected and helped anecdotals, the movie come out. So fill in some of the blanks for me. Cause I know there's a lot more than I just set the stage for.
2: Yeah. And, and certainly right back at you.
0: Thank you for your advocacy.
2: Um, so I guess first off, back to, so, well, let me first start off. I, you know, I'm, i was a business owner, uh, I own Threes Brewing, which started in 2014 with a co-founder, um, frankly, after living through, you know, these unprecedented times and saving everyone's jobs, and that was a whole sort of thing unto itself, um, You know, I was appalled to have to check people's biomedical status when they arrived at our two New York locations. So we we were, um, and Three's is a brewery, um, hospitality business and events business. So, you know, we after, you know, just sort of back to the wall and trying to figure out how to save the company and, and did save everyone's jobs, at least who didn't move back to wherever they were from. We were pretty appalled that we had to hire or I was appalled that we had to hire somebody to check people's papers. And I guess what we it was very confusing to everyone involved because we, you know, we we did we were sort of presented with this thing where it's like, okay, either you comply. Against every fiber of belief, it's certainly in my body, um, or you put these people who were like family to me and, you know, um, just, you know, overcame this huge thing and have employment again. You put their jobs in peril. So we said, you know what? We are going to sort of play by the rules, and we won't turn people away. Kind of wink, wink. But you know, because we already knew by that time, it didn't stop transmission. And you know, truly, if I thought there was any sort of public health issue, like it, it, no one who were who I was talking to really even understood the science at all. And I frankly was just so appalled that everyone in my orbit, and I was talking to all my coworkers, I was talking to many of my friends. Like how how is this okay? And the, you know the re- the reaction I kept getting back was like you know we have to believe in government, we have to believe in science. Like you do not have any questions. Does this does this not drive you crazy? So first I would sit at the fr- like in the front booth right by the door, and you know the kid who we paid to check people's you know IDs when they were walking in was confused because I would sit in that table and just scream fascist, um, which I think was confusing to all parties involved. The person who worked there. <laughs> uh, who knew I was the owner of the company and certainly the customer who had, uh, no clue that I was even affiliated with the company. So, um, long story longer, I sort of gave up trying to talk to my coworkers about it because they, you know, they, they even knew, they even knew it didn't make sense. Like, you know, I, I called a I I called a meeting and some of the managers were like, listen, you know, we, we get that you're concerned about this. We don't necessarily agree with it, but we have to play by the rules. And, like are you afraid you're going to get sick? I'm like, no, we've we've all gotten COVID by now. And this was, of course, in the, like a year. It was almost exactly a year ago. Sort of in the era of the Omicult. Mm-hmm. Um, so everyone realized that you know we were all sort of getting this disease, even though many of us had been injected. Um, so rather than me sort of banging my head against the wall talking to them, I I you know I've I've been active on Twitter for many years. Um, I used to share you know uh, far more frivolous things with friends of mine and. I had been sharing studies and you know all sorts of things, and I took to Twitter on a particular day in early February of last year, and I shared first the tweet that you just shared, and then it was it was a thread. I went on to say, I just pulled it up. Uh, I'm not. I, I just want. I think context matters a lot. Um, I'm not deluded to believe what we're dealing with today is 1943 Germany. There are no gas chambers for the unvexed, obviously. Still, from everything I've learned from my family, all Holocaust survivors, what's happening now sure does resemble Germany in 1933. The origins of totalitarianism typically include segregationist policies such as these, starting with discrimination against a group because the government and or press suggest those people are dangerous in some way, despite evidence to the contrary. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I've got pictures all the way through. Uh, From there, people become fearful. Neighbors turn on one another. The recent messaging I've seen has me very concerned we may be headed down that path. It only happens if we let it please speak up and defend those being excluded at this stage. Silence is complicity. And I had pictures of, you know, the New York Times saying I'm furious at the unvaccinated. So blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple weeks went by. And, and you know, frankly, I, I don't have a particularly big following on Twitter. I, I think more than anything, I was a venting and be putting stuff out for posterity. And if any of my friends are listening, trying to maybe wake them up a little. Mm-hmm. A few weeks later, I took to Twitter again and said, um Vaccine mandates are a crime against humanity. If you're not speaking out against them, you're a conspirator. So mm-hmm. what, I, what I didn't say um, was that that particular morning, I had spoken to a friend of mine who lost her son 12 hours after he was injected. And she was railing about the fact that press wouldn't talk to her. She was reaching out to all the press. No, No one would tell her story. And I got a separate call from a friend of mine who's a New York City school teacher who had already lost his job. Um, because he refused to take the shot and he found out that day that he was not getting food stamps any longer so he was freaking out about how he was going to feed his child so you know a little uncharacteristic of me to use such strong terms in retrospect the only thing i regretted was saying conspirator and not complicit but Mm. you know uh just a bad word choice Well, Um,
0: the the c word carries with it a vibration that you know again just like saying nazi germany together suddenly you have emotional reactions and responses but you followed up your tweets with very logical well thought out and again historically accurate descriptions and you know that was my point of being aware of history and utilizing it in context but very often people that are reactionary or want to suppress a discussion will play on that emotional response so that nobody engages right. and discusses they just further you know anger each other or denigrate you now for what you said and did and um did they actually call out your jewish faith based on it's like how dare you kind of thing and use that against you by other jewish people or organizations
2: no funnily enough so i I got and you showed the Eater article there were slew of these the most notable was actually the new york times who caught someone reporter called me on my cell phone and she said, Hey, I'm a reporter from the New York Times. I'd love to talk to you about this. And I was like, Well, that's great. I want to talk to everyone about this. Thanks for calling. And we spoke on the phone for about 40 minutes. Uh, I walked through my family background that, you know, my grandmother survived a town of people. Um, you know, I'm named after a man who burned in a gas chamber. Um, you know, and I, again, from everything I've heard from my entire family. And again, I'm, I'm also, I was, I reiterated, I'm not saying it ends up this way. But the othering, this othering of people is, has, has an echo to it. And it's never ended well in history. And based on what we knew then, and certainly know more now, it yeah. made no sense scientifically. Um, so about 10 minutes later, there was an article in the New York Times uh, that might as well have said, you know, Threes Brewing CEO is an anti-vaxxer, anti-Semite. Uh, wow. Meanwhile, by the way, for, for the record, um, I, I got jabbed. And I, you know, at the time, I rationalized it. Uh, your your awakening happened far earlier than mine. I was always kind of far more skeptical. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I rationalized it with, you know, I I put enough shit in my body through the years. How bad could it be? Uh, excuse mm-hmm. my language. Um, But you know, I candidly, I did almost no research. I, I knew none none of the COVID response from government made sense. But at the time, I still thought it was incompetence. I've, I've learned otherwise. Um, but you know, I. So despite the fact that I was, you know, quote unquote vaccinated, um, I also got the J&J one, which as I understand it, if it doesn't hurt you right away, it's, you know, you're probably okay. But you know that I got, I was vaccinated and I, am a man of Jewish descent who is directly descended of concentration camp survivors. None of that was mentioned in, in the article. So, or at least the, you know, the heritage part. Sure. So then my team freaked out, like you, you need to issue a response. Um, I said, uh, I said, listen, why don't you write whatever you want? You can say, I'm speaking as a father and a citizen, but, and I'm not speaking on behalf of the company, but there's, there's no way I'm going to apologize. I'm not sorry. I don't, I don't say things I don't mean, and I'm just truly not sorry. So I wound up writing something. Um, and I wound up writing something that, um, essentially opened with, I stand by every one of my comments. Um, and then people really freaked out. And you know, we we had accounts, you know, we 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 have uh, five locations in in and around New York. Um, but we're also a wholesale business with you know uh, quite a few bars, restaurants, shops, that kind of stuff that sell our product and a few hundred canceled right about. It. And our director of sales was calling me he's like, Listen, when I'm calling these people, they're like, Wait, this guy's Jewish? That wasn't in the story. We just thought he was a lunatic anti-Semite. Mm-hmm. So you know, context does matter. Um, you know, bias matters. And I appreciated your opening remarks on the show. I think, I think this we're, we're in like Orwellian newspeak time that's clearly coming across. So, you know, once I wrote this piece, then people really freaked out. Like how dare he not apologize? How dare he not, you know, take the knee and I, I, you know, a few days later, I was like, "Listen, this this simply doesn't work." So I wrote a thing that you opened up with. It was uh, New York, I love you, but you're bringing me down. It was it's actually that title of a song by LCB Sound System uh, that I co-opted. But my my rationale was I cannot simultaneously live up to fiduciary responsibility of CEO of a company and also be a father and a citizen that believes in mm. free so, speech, like, oh, uh, free movement, yeah. that sort of thing.
0: It was kind of saying look uh, if i continue to be the father and the i guess the unintentional activist because you actually spoke out on what you believed on that suddenly was you know hitting hard on the company uh you for the sake of salvaging the company and making sure that people had place to work you you left them so that they wouldn't be smeared in the same way they were smearing you if if i understand that
2: that was the idea And, and furthermore you know i could have i could have theoretically gone on a you know a customer tour and showed them you know i'm am I'm a nice guy maybe i even have a point um given what i had already been revealed to me about so many of my neighbors and frankly many of my friends hmm. i knew i needed to get my children out of new york city um i i've i'd lived there for 25 years i was appalled by so called you know a place of inclusion that you know has the flag du jour of which you know i celebrate i celebrate including all kinds of people everybody should have a seat at the table and the fact that this particular group of people were deemed unclean and unfit and unworthy yeah. of participation in society or ability to hold a job i knew i needed to leave so my energy was already pulling me in another direction and i guess me taking to the internet was sort of my last my last hope um, yeah
0: well and, so and definitely fun. the unclean aspect of it I just it just rubbed me so the wrong way based on my heritage as well. And then I started looking or we were covering it in the midst of this. So what was happening in Israel where my mother is from yep. originally? And I was like, how did they forget, you know, the whole basis yep. of Yad Vashem never forget. And they had forgotten. They were starting to put stickers on people based on their vaccine status and segregating them in the, you know, within the Israeli culture, it was now a Jew against Jew, you know, yep. in a sense. It, it was astonishing to witness this. Yep. And, and, you know, so calling it out, uh, I think becomes a, a you know, critically necessary thing that maybe, as you point out, it, uh, it, it can bounce back on you in a way that you hadn't intended or thought it would happen. Uh, but at the same time, you know, God bless Vera Sharab and her efforts too now with the next level documentary. She's bringing up details of the parallel. So you tried to describe that I tried to describe yeah. as well. Uh, maybe she has more credibility having been, been sur- an actual survivor from childhood in that realm. But whatever it has to be communicated, we're not backing down. And and this should not be a political issue other than those of us who support freedom and inclusion for everybody, rather than segregation and denigration of people that are, you know, de- declared to be unfit or unclean based on their willingness to accept a, a, an experimental injection.
2: Yep. So a co- couple of quick reactions. So first off, I, I had already met Jen Sharp and I will I can get into that story if you're interested. Sure. Yes. Um, but. You know, we, so we were already working on anecdotals and my, my calculus was like, all right, they're freaking out about this. Wait till they find out I'm producing a vaccine injury movie, and then you know, I'm not gonna keep doing this. So that was number one. Uh, number two, right after the New York Times story came out, one of the most interesting calls I got was from Vera Shiraz, um, who mm-hmm. uh, who found me through a mutual friend and said, do not apologize. Everything Everything you said is factually correct and you know excuse me sorry if you heard that um everything you said was factually correct and do not apologize it's you know what you said is right and by the way do you want to go on tucker carlson with me Mm -hmm. and i was like listen i i I don't want to be a pawn in the left right culture war thing bluntly um and you know particularly i'm living in new york city i didn't want to do that to my kids and i just i kind of just want to fade to black right now Mm -hmm. and um Bluntly, I'm blown away that a year later this is still going on. I mean, you you still need papers to get in the United States of America. This this is crazy. So, so yeah, I guess I guess you know. And and to your point, I I particularly appreciate your approach because this is this is not left or right. This is this is an information war. This is a spiritual war, and we have far more in common than we do. uh, We and again we could argue about the, you know, the approach to solve humanity's problems. But this is you know the the left right thing is is a Trojan horse.
0: Yeah, is there a way that we can bridge, you know, I always try to bridge that gap and and say what do we have that's in common that brings us together far more than any of our disagreements would would rip us apart. And I, and I think is freedom the message? I mean, I think freedom is something that most people are inclined to really like, but on this issue, a particular segment of our population is more afraid of freedom and in fact yep. en- enthusiastically engaging in suppression and censorship and Division and as, as they say uh, scapegoating certain segment of our population, which again crosses all of the political realm. I agree. I, I acknowledge that. But right now, a significant segment. And that's why I brought up uh, we were talking before the show with uh, Superdawn about Bill Maher, you know, the comedian. Uh, and uh, he has that HBO show and he, he's, he tends to be far farther left than most, in a sense, in, in his views. Ah uh, claims to be libertarian in some marinas, but I've followed him over the years and found him to be very reasonable when it comes to discussions of the pharmaceutical and medical realm and even food issues. Uh, yet in certain areas, but he's now acknowledged that there's a voting block that is emerging that is not left-right or Republican Democrat, but that is voting on the basis of how what's your COVID policy? Are you into mandates or not? Right? That's me. Hey,
2: I'm this single is issue
0: what you voter. Yep. I'm seeing this is emerging. So what he was talking about is very real as well. Yeah,
2: for, for sure. This is this is a real thing. And, you know, it's people like them are noticing it. You know, I've been I've been adding there's a in New York State just last week. Uh, there is an assemblyman named Jeffrey Dinowitz who proposed that we introduce uh, the COVID vaccines to the childhood schedule. So I started, you know, adding him on Twitter very respectfully. Just saying could you please explain your rationale you know here's some here we know it doesn't stop transmission and we know that there are serious harms more than any drug in pharmaceutical history how can you rationalize inject requiring to inject this in children shouldn't it be like what we choose to feed our children and he keeps on tagging himself which is really interesting so a lot of people are responding saying yes you know please you know please explain why this makes sense he just keeps on tagging himself so Ultimately, I, I would love just some sort of rationale. It takes about three minutes of research to find out he also takes co- campaign contributions from Pfizer. Mm. So, you know, the, the corruption is in plain sight. And at this point, I don't care if this guy is a Republican or a Democrat, I, you know, and to your question, I think the thing we have in common, and particularly tying to your opening remarks about lizard people, mm. is humanity, right? We, we are all human. And I think I think these people have forgotten what it means to be human, mm. truly. And if you, if you can't talk about the Nuremberg code and the historical precedent being set while it's being violated, hmm. what, when is the appropriate time to talk about Nuremberg?
0: Yeah. And and we know, I mean, some of the, the failings of Nuremberg is that people have forgotten it for one. If you bring it up, it's almost like, how dare you bring that? I was like, Really, how dare we bring up something that provided for fully informed consent and that we would never allow something <laughs> horrific like that happened in the 20th century to happen again. And yet we also know that very few people were actually brought on up on charges and convicted. Many of them did escape, whether it be through Operation Paperclip, you know, going into uh, our more deep state scenario of like, let's get the people we want out of there, even though they've engaged in great evil, but we like what their mind has or you know hiding them in others or escaping to south america other things like that uh, i'm not saying that that's the fail safe mechanism any more than our us constitution is the fail safe to protect us against you know tyranny because we know that it words written on a paper are not enough to defend themselves we have to actually engage in their meaning and participate yep. and protect that you know as our founders had warned us it would be government and the use of government against certain segments of the population would be just like throughout the history of governments, would be the downfall. It would not likely even be in a, a foreign incursion, like a warring, uh, you know, a police force of some kind coming in. But it would be our lack of uh, diligence in protecting ourselves from what would be captured or has been captured throughout history, and centralized a power base, and then scapegoating certain segments of the population that we, are, you know, are not in favor for any any reason. And again, we're witnessing that. That's why the parallels in Vera Sharab, I'm so glad that you guys connected. I figured you might have uh, as well along this journey. Uh, there are not a lot of Jews on this planet compared to a lot of other people on the planet, but the the journey that they've had, that we've had, uh, is important because it teaches us a lot about these are the things we shouldn't be doing, we should be looking out for, and, and maybe you're not Jewish or you're not gay or you're not a gypsy, and we go back in. And you know, at one point, who's left? Again, if you don't stand up for those Uh, that are being scapegoated right now. And, and that is people from all walks of life, politics, color, race, everything based on their status of accepting or not of an experimental injection, gene technology, that's not really a vaccine, uh, but we don't have to argue about that. So I think there's a lot that we have forgotten. And I think purposefully has been forgotten because it's been erased from history or at least from teaching it. And as we talked about earlier, the changing definitions to where words don't really have any meaning anymore and at that point you can never grasp anything called reality and it's very hard to communicate when no one knows what the words mean that we're using
2: yeah and, and you know it's a, it, what you're suggesting is, is the famous poem you know first they came for the communist and you know th- so we're we're there right um and and disclosure vera's vera's become a good friend um i've learned a ton from her i'm excited to to watch your show when you have her on and I'm, I'm, I am I'm was fortunate enough to be interviewed for her film and I got a sneak preview yeah. of it. It's really, really powerful. Oh my gosh. Um, you know, she she made a comment to me uh, the first time we actually met in person that um, the Germans lost World War II, but the Nazis didn't. And I've been thinking about that quite a bit and just what that means and what that's ultimately morphed into, even if it's not a political party. And, you know, depending on your predispositions, maybe it's sort of, the, you know, what the WEF is now or you know, some other instantiation, but ultimately, you know, it's, it's, it's critical that we all zoom out and ask more questions. And mm-hmm. I, I've heard the term fifth generation warfare, and it seems, like, it seems like that's where we are. And again, this is, you know, when you have the same people that control all branches of government, uh, the pharmaceutical companies, the war machine, and ultimately the media that we consume that shape our minds and our thoughts, that's a really powerful thing. And I and I and I don't think it's overstated to say, you know, this this might just be what modern war looks like. And that's not to trivialize. You know, I, I know there's there's bombs dropping currently in places like Ukraine and not to trivialize the people that are, you know, that, that are suffering real physical damage, but I think it's happening emotionally. I've I've seen friends of mine that I can no longer even even look at anymore because they're they're living in constant prism of fear.
0: It's it's so astonishing. It's really and they've established this prison and and and, and participated almost with glee. Like, you know, it's just astonishing to witness the behavioral shift in people that we thought we knew. It's like, did, were you always this angry? Were you always this filled with hatred and rage that you would target people who simply have a different view on, you know, a, a way to protect themselves from a given disease, for instance? Like whatever yep. happened God given natural immunity. You know, me, <clears throat> excuse me, as a homeopath, of course, I know I'm outside of the mainstream of Western allopathic reductionist thought that everything is a drug deficiency. But at the same time, 50, 60, how many 70% of all Americans use some form of what, what's considered alternative natural integrative medicine? So I'm not really in the minority, yet it the perception is the way we're treated by what's called legacy media is that we are, you know, a fringe group of, uh, you know, the very thing that they're accusing us of is what uh, they're engaged in that behavior. And, and so I I think that the necessity, the necessity of of what we're engaged in of course here on this show is we're utilizing the electronic media to reach an audience at the same time, I think as important or maybe more important is that we take the messages that we have into our communities to meet people, whether they be churches, synagogues, temples, mosques, or libraries, whatever, and a lot of this was happening during the COVID crazy era that we've been through. A lot of people came together and said, are you seeing what's happening here? Are you afraid like they're f- No, we're not afraid. And, and then we saw a reality that was radically different than what the ra- reality that was being imposed on us through va- mass media and social media, which we we, we know censored and, and manipulated messaging. So uh, coming together in this way, and the films like anecdotals or what Vera's doing or other things that we're doing are also an important part of utilizing, uh, media and the arts to communicate as well, but ultimately have you been able to make new friends? Do You have new family now because of what you've been through.
2: Uh, well, first, let me, let me say I'm in the grand scheme. I'm extremely fortunate because my wife is in lockstep with me. Um, my mother, my sister, my, my inner circle and my four best friends of 40 years. So unlike, I think most people, and by the way, this is the first time there's there's a group of us that, are, you know, we all went to elementary school and I think we're never even able to make new friends, which is why we stuck together. But we've we've never we've never agreed on anything ever until this moment, politically or otherwise, until right now. So I I have been very fortunate that my my inner group is so strong. Um, But. Yeah, outer circle. I, I was a tech guy for 20 years. Most of my friends in technology who pride themselves on being iconoclastic and disruptive, completely missed this one. And, you know, lots of email debates and in-person debates and stuff like that. Um, but no, I, I would not change anything. Um, I have gained far more than I've lost. I, I imagined, you know, I, I, I could have I could have taken the knee or could have just kept quiet. And really um, I'm speaking to my children, whether they realize that or not. And if what's happening is what I think is happening and what you seem to think is happening, none of this is gonna matter in a few years. And the the reality is it's time to teach my kids about integrity and I, I could look at myself in the mirror and know that I did what I could. Um, if I have any regret, it's before I took to Twitter, I should have just said, I should have been very public and said so I'm closing the business then, straight up. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, I, I don't think I realized how strong this mind virus was. Mm-hmm. Because e- even if you think about a year ago, it was when all the, quote, breakthrough infections were happening, which, you know, I think is probably ADE. But no- mm-hmm. nonetheless, you know, you, you look around and I remember people were freaking out. And then all of a sudden, we started stoking war in Ukraine. And I watched like them, you know, pull down the, I hate the anti-vaxxer flags and they put up the, I hate the Russian flags. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, this is like, this is just a a mind melt that's happening. (laughs) And I was just like collateral damage in that whole thing. If it was two weeks later, no one would have cared. And I was just like, it was almost like I got, you know, someone stepped on my toe or something, but nonetheless. It's
0: it's a next level seeing through whatever matrix we talk about living in that's, you know, kind of a, a veil thrown over all of us and you start seeing how it is manifested. And then you say, "My gosh!" For a moment, they were hating us. And then they distracted it to this direction, and so those people suddenly started targeting their hatred differently. Even though yep. we're still, you know, bearing a little bit of that as well, even today. Uh, but yes, the shift is to whom is the benefit? To whom do go the spoils? Again, we go back to the history of history and begin to, you know, question everything, including, as I yep. said, the uh, body politic and the political parties and the way they're run, and to find people that have this integrity, that have a track record of living in a certain way, rather than those that just show up on the scene and go, here I am and this is what, we really need more than that superficial window of uh, you know, how it's been for a long time. We've been able to say, this is the flag I'm waving and everybody goes, okay, I'm in or I'm against, as opposed to going beyond a flag and saying, all right, what's in your heart? <laughs> what's in your yeah, intellect yeah. let's talk and what, see if we can uh create a, a, a or find a way to meet together and say yeah we value the most important things we are in alignment in there and that's more important as anything and that's where we come back to that the single voter block happening right how to what is your perception on mandates of these apps? and that tells me all i need to know right now even though there are other things we'll learn but one of the most important things right now that we we acknowledge and recognize
2: wasn't you know, I keep hearing people talk about, you know, the United States as a democracy and this and that. I thought it was a constitutional republic. And the whole point was that even if, you know, 51 percent or even 99 percent of the people mm-hmm. thought we should do a particular thing, there are certain constitutional and un- 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 completely defensible rights that we always have as sovereign people. Mm-hmm. So and I think that I think part of the problem that you highlighted earlier, no one learned history. Like we, we never learned civics. We certainly didn't learn science. So this seems to start early in the schools and people like you were far ahead of me. I I I recently learned the history of the pharmaceutical industry and the Rockefellers and petroleum and kicking out all the homeopathic, you know, remedies and it it it, none of it's surprising, but it's still kind of mind blowing. And it just seems like that torch has been passed to Bill Gates and that obviously the Rockefeller Foundation and these people still exist, but this is this is a systematic collapse or systematic destruction of everything that is good and pure. So, yeah. um, I don't know. I, 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 understand the flaws in the founding of America and I, I, you know, and I have plenty of issues with the way this country has handled itself. Certainly in my lifetime, um, I've never appreciated the idea of America more than I do right now. And I think it's important that we, that we all embrace it.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's part of the corruption of our, our the school kids, if you will. Uh, to teach them a hatred and a loathing for the country that uh, provides the greatest opportunity. And this is me saying that also acknowledging as you do, that we haven't always lived up to the high ideals, but you you just say, abandon it. Where do we go? What other country has, has it's in its foundation an acknowledgement of sanctity and sovereignty and rights coming from God or God, not, not government, God, a creator. And yeah, again, the history is rife with all kinds of things, but every country, every nation, no, there is not a pure place on the planet. Ultimately. But again, the question is, do we allow ourselves to be manipulated to abandon that good part, that goodness that is unique? And I think that's where, again, we can come back if we really learn the history that is not manipulated in one way, only to elicit hatred and loathing and rage and even uh, shame and embarrassment. Because life is much more than those things. We've all done things we might look back and go, gee, man. I wish I hadn't done that, I had no idea, and now I, I know better, so I do better. But there's no opportunity to do so in the way they're teaching history now. And by the way, in Unlock the Power to Heal, the book I wrote with uh, Ty Bollinger, we went right at the beginning to give some of that backstory that even I didn't know growing up in an American, Western American upbringing. Uh, the Flexner Report of 1910, for instance, how uh, you know the entirety of, of, of medicine in America, the history was erased and rewritten as if homeopathy didn't even exist, because I never heard the word until I was 24. So that led me on a journey to say, if I was lied to about my body and medicine and natural healing and all these things, what else was I lied to about? Just about everything. Yep. It's just about everything. And then we start to have a conversation. Now we can come together, yep. but if people are unwilling to, then we have to move on because we cannot waste the energy, the precious energy we have on those that are unwilling to have a, engage in an in intellectual discussion and debate. And, of course, having Jewish heritage, we love to argue and debate and discuss. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's a good thing, ultimately. Yep. And then we're still pals or friends or brothers and all of that. Now, we've lost that as well in terms of the politics and political discourse. Uh, so in connecting with Jen Sharp, had you ever produced a movie before? How did, I mean, that no, no, doesn't seem no. like an approving
2: no, and 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 the brewery was very much a midlife crisis project. I was a I was a tech guy for twenty years. Um, I was in mostly the search engine business during that time, and so like when well, you know now I I understand sort of the modern information wars in, in a very profound way, and you know probably more qualified to study that than I was to run a brewery. Um, but no, I was using I was using the space at Three's Brewing. Um, to host, you know, kind of as an underground meeting point for people, um, we were. At one particular, we were doing a bunch of these round roundtable round table discussions. And one particular night, um, there was a group of people there, um, probably twenty five or so, from all walks of life. So there were, um, you know, some city workers there. There were a couple of doctors. There were a couple of scientists. Um, a couple of just concerned parents, and we had varying degrees of knowledge and perspective. On the vaccine mandates, but that was the discussion. Um, so we sort of went around the room, and we all told our, you know, our perspective. And Jen got dragged there from a, a friend of mine. Um, and I, I had heard, you know, he said, you know, I think my friend had a bad reaction to the vaccine. He didn't know much about it. Do you mind if do you mind if I ask her to join us? Of course not. So she was the last to go. She proceeded to tell her story. For those that that didn't hear it on your show. Um, she got a really bad reaction to her first Pfizer shot. Um, she, her doctor wouldn't give her an exemption for the second, um, and said, "You know, I know it was the vaccine, but I can't do this, or it's going to cost me my license." Um, she took to Facebook and told her friends what was happening, and many of her friends um, said, "You know, you you really shouldn't do this," and sort of gave her gave her you know a lot of negative feedback for contributing to vaccine hesitancy. Um, she was like, guys, I, I got hurt. What are you talking about? And then, uh, subsequently, she she found this um, this group, this you know, of uh, people who had a lot of her support group uh, of people that had really similar pattern of injuries, similar reaction from their doctor, similar reaction from their communities. And at the time, there were hundreds. Now there are thousands. And she started telling the story, and I was sitting there shaking with sadness and rage um i pulled her aside after i'm like hey so so you know that's a crazy story what what do you do for a living she's like i'm a filmmaker it's like all right you're obviously going to make this movie right and she's like you know a few friends have asked me i I have an idea i want to do kind of a you know love in the age of covid she apparently met her fella during this time and he was a great guy very supportive um i was like oh that's terrific i you know how long is it going to take she's like you know probably a couple of years I was like, No, this movie needs to get made yeah. right now. You, yeah. you got to make it. And she was like, "You know, I'm not sure." And then a little time passed. We just kept in touch and stayed friends. We um, became friends. And um, a little time passed, and she lost a job as a result of it. And she called me. She's like, "Hey, I I want to make this documentary. Will you help?" It's like, absolutely. And then like two weeks after that, um, everything went on with race. I'm like, yes, that now, now I, now I feel like I have to vindicate myself anyway. So yeah. Yeah. And and it's been, she's, she's, she's amazing as you all know. Um, I think she's the perfect person to tell this story because she comes at it from, there's so much, there's so much propaganda everywhere right now. She comes at it from such an earnest place that is, you know, it's not political by design it's not conspiratorial okay. you know some and you know some of us like me are like look around none of this is natural and she's like that's right? not the, that's not the story I want to tell here um so you know she she tells in a really balanced and fair perspective it's just about human stories and if you watch anecdotals and you don't have a visceral reaction then it, maybe it's time to look in the mirror and, and wonder yeah. what's happened to you
0: well, she's, she's just such a great uh, observer of human behavior as well as someone who listens and uh, has great compassion as well, uh, but has been through a lot in her own life as we all have. But I love what she brings to it. And I love that you work together and God bless you, Josh, for supporting that film and produ- helping to produce it. And I hope everybody, if you haven't seen it yet, I know many in this audience have. Uh, please, we have it linked up anecdotals of the movie. And uh, I'd love to talk to you, connect with you again. Uh, just enjoy early you know, your, your backstory as well, and your willingness to communicate it. Man, okay. <sighs> man. big hugs, big hugs, yeah, man.
2: R- right, right back at you. Thank you. Thank you for taking the time.
0: Yeah. Josh Dowman. y'all check him out. And we have uh, him linked and he's got a, a sub stack as well, uh, linked up uh, And boy, oh boy, that the stories that we're telling need to be told. Of course, your stories need to be told. And, um, you know, we get stronger when we do this. We don't get weaker, even as we may, tell stories of weakness and 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 choices and, and things that we've done in the past. And we look back and we're like, I'm not proud of that, but how did we get here? How did I learn about healing? I suffered tremendously and I don't say my suffering is greater or lesser than anybody else, but it was my suffering and it, 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 it it's what it took for me to be willing to look outside of what I had been programmed to believe about life itself, politics and everything. So again, thanks, uh, Josh, for being on board today. Thanks, Jen, for connecting us. And boy, oh boy, we got an incredible hour heading uh, into the Brideon.tv hour. I'll preview that in just a moment as we count down to being joined by our friends at Brideon.tv momentarily. So let's go. Three, two, one. All right. Welcome, everybody, to the Robert Bell Show. Second hour, which we simulcast each week at Monday at this time with our friends at Brideon.tv. And there's a whole lot more that we're going to do you missed the first hour but y'all can go back and check it out robertscottbell.com slash listen there's a live chat room there uh this hour we're going to talk to a mom a doctor an activist in austria no no not australia austria and she's uh she's very dynamic and we're going to hear about what's happened on the ground there as far as the you know proclamations and mandates and prohibitions of the austrian government and the pushback from the people there. What's happening? What's changing there? We're on this planet together. Whether you believe it's round, flat, square, or triangle, I care not. But I love the journey that we're on together. And so I appreciate you being here with me. listen. You can text RSB to 22828. Again, 22828RSB. 22828 and you'll be plugged into the newsletter as well. Let's get this healing party started because the power to heal is yours. This hour of the Robert Scott Bell Show brought to you in part by our friends at Nutritional Frontiers and their amazing third party validated dietary supplements, including the uh, sleep time and uh, so many more. Their CBD is outrageously clean and pure, certified organic U.S. grown. CBDNF.com, RSB 15 discount on all of their wonderful products, 15% off, including those on sale. And hope you'll consider joining us and a lot of other healthcare providers at a special retreat in. Uh, where is it? Um, oh yeah, it's uh, Clearwater Beach, Florida, outside of Tampa. Uh, the first and second of April, twenty twenty-three. Well, more upcoming events we'll let you know about. Uh, first up, uh, just to let you know, we're going to be joined um, by a first-time guest here on the Robert Scott Bell Show in just a few minutes, Maria Hubmar Mog, and she's from Austria. And I'm just learning about the things that she's done. Just amazing. The 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 the, the dynamic souls on this planet that have come here at this time you've heard me say it many others have said it you are made for such a time as this and we're converging we're coming together and we're uplifted and strengthened by our new friends our new communication and I love and appreciate so much the the opportunity to do this um, but there are those that are not here yet maybe they'll never get here where is here I guess it's just a simple request for respect for the human family those of you that are in it That you acknowledge that, yeah, we all have distinct uh, viewpoints that may may be divergent from each other, but that ultimately we have more in common than we have that would divide or separate us or have us live in fear of one another. Yet the doctoring profession has been horribly derelict in its duty to first do no harm. For a long time even though that was considered the hippocratic oath going back to hippocrates right the father of medicine thousands of years now and yet the first thing that a doctor learns to do when they graduate and they get their degree which i often call a degree and by the way what do you call the person that finished last in medical school in their grade point average you still call them doctor right but it isn't even about the gpa it's about the humanity that is lost When you're programmed like robots like pavlov's dog to look at every symptom ailment issue emotion as evidence of an fda approved drug deficiency syndrome or disease or if you're in health health canada version or uh you know the uk the nhs whatever it is that approves drugs in your country it's absurd to believe that any of these things are evidence of a deficiency in those drug substances However, I acknowledge allopathic medicine has a place in warfare medicine. It's triage medicine. It's putting Humpty Dumpty back together again like no other system is able to do. Yet, so much of what they do is to apply that same warfare mentality on the human body and mind and spirit for anything and everything. <coughs> Excuse me. Even if it has nothing to do with an injury, an acute in- 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 Maybe exposure or from within, infectious explosion within the body. Now, the headline from Fierce Pharma says exactly what I'm trying to relate to you in different words. Super Don, show this image. For those of you watching, Yeah, read this headline. Majority of docs, that means doctors, allopathically trained that can write prescriptions, would prescribe new mRNA therapies. You know, full stop. There, of course, it goes on. It says, but there's an uphill battle convincing patients. So what we're seeing is a rise of the intelligence of the patient population to say, whoa, 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 doc, what are you doing? I am. I just got infection here. You want to do what with mRNA? And in 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 the case of an infection, uh, one of the, uh, the the slides I've used was a, a quote was attributed to me. Apparently, I said it. <laughs> you know, I want you to think about antibiotics as chemotherapy. And I want you to hear the next time your doctor says, I'm going to prescribe for you an antibiotic. I want you to replace the word antibiotic with chemotherapy. And I want you to hear this doc's going to say, I want to prescribe to you some, some chemotherapy for that fill in the blank, usually an infection. You got an infection. I want to give you some chemo and you'll say, wait a second, hold on doc. Isn't that a little harsh, a little intense chemo. It's just, it's just an infection. And, and. and, You know, the idea here is to recognize that the tools that they use are often not commensurate. Is that the right word? Uh, With the thing you're actually suffering with, if you want to say that. And that it is like using a nuclear weapon or napalm. You know, you got uh, a particular something that you want to get rid of in in a jungle, and you napalm the whole forest, and you destroy the forest. The forest is no longer there. But, hey, look, (laughs) we won. We succeeded. We killed the microbe. for for instance. But of course, what grows there is no longer the animals that you like to be there. There's nothing that much that grows there. Maybe some more microbes that you don't like. But if you see this headline, you say the majority of docs would still prescribe new mRNA therapies even after all we've been through. What does that tell you about the intelligence of the typical doctor? Now, the atypical doctor is the doctor that has an open mind, that has survived the onslaught of the hazing that took place in order to break their minds down to just blindly accept what they were told through their indoctrination. Coming back to the Flexner Report of 1910, that everything is evidence of a petrochemical patent medicine deficiency, and you begin to say, "Wait a second, that doesn't make sense." Why? Well, then it's genetic. Oh, is it genetic? Is that right? Then why is it? You know, the exposure to similar things, or you know, the pernial case of the smoker that lives to 99 and and doesn't die of cancer. And and then the non-smoker that gets lung cancer and never smoked at, you know, 20-something. Or they both smoked and one got it, one didn't. Again, there are so many unique differences, strengths, weaknesses we have. Yeah, they can be considered genetic uh, proclivities, whatever, but weaknesses and strengths. But even those, I would argue, are due to what we call epigenetic factors, even across generations. Because if you say that there was a genetic defect in the birth of a baby, where did the alteration of genetic expression occur just spontaneously as the baby was growing or were there are exposures now they acknowledge even in the scientific annals and the peer-reviewed literature yeah there were exposures in previous generations of parents that <clears throat> for instance <clears throat> excuse me smoked even one or two generations ago impacting certain children females in certain ways that males are not so these are epigenetic factors that they say oh it's just genetics it's bad luck you were born with bad genes and then we realized that the, to remedy these things doesn't require toxic poisons, quite the opposite. Removing toxic poisons. Replenishing the minerals that were lost over generations, much less over one lifetime or over one month, one day, one year, depending on the severity of the circumstance. You know, bringing up, for instance, the incidences of what they call COVID in China while we were still learning about it and seeing peer-reviewed articles saying, my gosh, in areas where there is uh, uh, adequate selenium in the soils and the food there was little or no manifestation of COVID at all in China, for instance. The, yet those places that had abject deficiencies of selenium was the most manifested of what they called COVID. And we go back to Ebola in the 1990s when I was start, starting to l- learn and look and read the peer-reviewed medical literature with a with a critical eye going, hey, how come they're not focused here? Oh, because they want a drug or a vaccine to address Ebola. And it turns out that if you replenish the soils and the people with selenium, Ebola went away. Oh, another mineral deficiency. Oh, good Lord. Isn't it all about that? Or mostly about that? Or big time about that? None of that is discussed. And yet, the majority of docs, according to this article, will go, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, sign me up, give me some more mRNA therapies. I will prescribe them. What is my point? Maybe it's the point you've already figured out. If you've been with me for a long time, you realize that just having a medical degree is not an indication of a connection to the source of all wisdom. In fact, it's often a a roadblock or a purposeful wall built between you and that which could guide you to the intelligence of creation itself. That the idea is not to poison people back to health, that you can't do it. In fact, you make them worse and sicker and more diseased and decay and degenerative. That, in fact, what we're looking at is in order to correct all the wrong that has been done or much of it is we need to call those doctors to the carpet and wake them to their senses if it's even possible. And it is because we've seen evidence of some in the COVID crazy era awakening from their you know, vaccine or drug-induced slumber. Pull off the what we call the pharmaceutical horse blinders and start to see a bigger world and recognize, you know what, they've been trained in a very specific way and can do certain things. Granted, Yes. But beyond that, the whole other world was right when they were wrong about so many things, including COVID. And yet our governments have been captured. The regulatory agencies have been captured. Our media, our legacy, our mainstream media has been fully captured by the economic conflicts of interest that flow in through advertising dollars, much less lobbying money through governments around the world, particularly in the West, to where the state-sanctioned religion It's not Christianity, it's not Judaism, it's not Islam, it's not Buddhism, you name it, it's not that. It's pharmaceutical mysticism. And they don't invite homeopaths to the table. They don't invite naturopaths to the table. They don't invite herbalists to the table. They don't invite even licensed doctors of chiropractic to the table to discuss the immune system and other ways to prevent disease, infection or otherwise, or remediate it and recover it. It's all about, even today, the docs are exalted. We must bring the doctors now. Where is the inclusion of all those people and various beliefs and systems that were correct when all the allopaths were wrong? You think we're going to solve it from the same state of consciousness that created it? I don't think so. Someone who I believe knows that joins me now all the way from Austria, Maria hubmer mog And I'm welcoming her for the first time to the Robert Scott Bell Show. She's got BetterWayConference.org and a whole lot more we're about to learn about. Maria, welcome. Good evening. Good night.
3: (laughs) Hi, good evening. Um, It's uh, 10.15 here in Austria, so it's really good evening for me. I hope my four-year-old is not going to do a little video bomb here, (laughs) because sometimes when I have my late-night Zoom calls and he wakes up, he probably shows up, just so you are warned, Okay.
0: Oh, no, it's OK. And I bet he's he's so bright eyed and healthy because you've kept him safe from doctors.
3: Right. Right. I kept him safe from the wrong doctors.
0: Yes, exactly. So tell me a little bit. Tell us all a little bit about your background because you also have a, a, a doctorate uh, as well. And, you know, where you're talking and as we've discussed prior to the show briefly, uh, where your heart, mind and body, all of that is at is right here with what we've been discussing. And, and so the question is, how did you see through it? At what point was it part of your training or not?
3: Yeah, well, there's lots to say. So um, I'm sorry if I talk quite uh, quickly, but um, I think I want to, uh, regarding that I saw the video before and uh, heard you talking now, this is now more than we had in our short pre-meeting. So I want your audience to know that I myself started um, with um, meditation 13 years ago. So this became like the most important part of my life. So when people say, hey, Maria, you are in this fight, for three years now why are you you know happy why are you still doing what you're doing and i say you know i know we have a spirit a soul and body and it needs to be you know that all parts are healthy and that we are in line And so um, I really um, want to tell the audience that there is so much more than we can see out there. And it's not that you need to be religious, but I think if you can be like spiritual and um, assume that there is something out there that is way bigger that you can ever, you know, read in textbooks, that's so important. So I really think that even in um, times like this um, with a crisis and lots of challenges coming up, it is that the good and God will prevail. So I'm pretty sure about that. So that gives me strength and power. And from my uh, background, I, um, I'm from Austria, as you said, I live in the second biggest city here in Graz in the state of Styria. And um, I, I'm a medical doctor. I became a GP, a family doctor. I was working in a hospital and then in a private hospital. And when the COVID crisis started, I was already following uh, Dell Bigtree and the thehighwire.com. I'm sure you you know Dell and um, your listeners know the, the highwire So So um, I knew so much more about vaccines. I saw the movie Vax and 2 before. So I was literally in March. I you know found out about so many things that just didn't add up. With what we were told by our medical boards here in Austria and around the world. So, um, long story short, um, I'm also a diploma herbalist and I'm also a resilience coach and burnout prophylaxis coach. And um, So I had the chance when it got really tight in Austria with the mandatory vaccination. And they said first on the 12th of November, 2021, there will be mandatory vaccination for the medical personnel. And then a week later, they said it will be in like, one of the very, very few uh, countries around the world, and I think we were the only, um, you know, state with, um, uh, you know, uh, our, our political system like this. That uh, after Vatican State or Micronesia or some other small states, we were the only ones um, going for the mandatory vaccination for everybody. time 14 years old and older that Mm -hmm. was 20th um, or 19th of november 2021 and so many doctors um, didn't have the chance to do what i do but me being also a herbalist so having another job and being a resilience coach so having even another job i could really quit with the medical board so Mm -hmm. on this 19th of november i sent an email At 11.59 p.m. to the medical board, and I said, I'm out of here. I'm not going to work for a medical board like this anymore. And so on the 20th of November, I went on a rally stage. And 20th of November in the capital of Austria, Vienna, there was a really, really big uh, rally. We have inside information from policemen in Austria, and they said we were over 300,000 people in the streets. So um, literally in the center of Vienna. And that time I knew there was so much power with, you know, boots on the ground, people, peaceful people, families, doctors, nurses, all of us on the streets together, whether you voted for this or that political party, if you have seen through what you um, saw on TV and you knew there was something not adding up, people just went together side by side on the streets And so I was really uh, encouraged to even organize my own rallies with a mama bear friend here in my hometown. And from that time on, I became really an activist. And the good thing was that I got kicked out of a medical um, of my uh, private clinic where I used to work like I think 10 days ago, uh, 10 days before. So I had the time to be really active. And, uh, of course, I got kicked out because I was doing interviews, talking about early treatment, talking about that um, the the, the vaccines, so-called vaccines. So the COVID-19 injections were not safe for kids and not for pregnant women. And so basically, there was an interview that I did. And within four days, that's really a lot for Austria. It had like 360,000 clicks. It had, has now 700, 720,000 clicks. And for that video, I got kicked out like in the minute I showed up in the clinic, they said I need to leave and i'm really thankful for that because uh, that's how i had the time to be the activist i am now Mm -hmm. and um yeah so i I was joining uh, for one year i was in the steering committee of the world council for health and i left the world council for health for various reasons one of them was that i needed to focus on so many projects that came to my mind there's this calling when you feel i think that's a good idea to do this or that and uh in the world council for health i was um the, the chair together with my friend, Dr. Uwe Arschner from Germany of the so-called media committee. And I knew that we needed to do, because I was talking to a friend in Austria, we needed to do something like a new media conference. All the doctors, all the org experts had conferences uh, so far. And I knew we also need to do a media conference. So that's why in the beginning, you said Better Way Conference. The Better Way Conference is a conference that took place two times, powered by World Council for Health the first time in Bath in May, 2022, and the second one in September in Vienna, which I organized with my organization. And we had the first BetterWayMediaConference.org, So that's my webpage in September in Vienna. So uh, I think that is like a short summary. So working as a doctor, already knowing there's more than just the body and what you hear in the textbooks. And um, I myself, by the way, had two uh, autoimmune diseases. So, it's really to tell the people out there think outside the box. With my naturopath, who is himself not a doctor, I got over those two. And I think. Um, They even came from my hepatitis B vaccine that I got when I was 18, when I started to work as a paramedic voluntarily while I was doing my medical studies. So now in retrospective, I find out so much more. And I want to encourage people that there is so much about, you know, like the soil needs to have good microorganisms, same with our bodies. We need to have a good, you know, um, gut microbiome and so much more about that. And so healing is possible. And so that's kind of my life story in short now.
0: Your English is better than most of us here in America. So yeah, you did really well, Maria. That was amazing. And, and I could tell uh, nothing I said offended you, even though you were trained as a physician, because you have had experiences to show exactly you know what, where, where things have gone wrong, especially uh, you brought it up right there at the beginning with the spiritual that has been abandoned by much of allopathic uh, uh, training and education and indoctrination. The spirit, that aspect, the plus factor that's well beyond chemistry of the body, for instance, and manipulating it. And, um, you know, if we bring that back into that form of medicine, that medicine will thrive in its appropriate place in terms of triaging. And that's where it has ex- great expertise, in fact. But still, I wouldn't abandon the spirit there either. Uh, so thank you for all, the, all that you're doing. Now, you had mentioned 300,000 people in uh, Vienna, although that's, you said 30,000 people in Graz total that right. live there? Oh, with right. 10 pounds, so, the amount of people in your city all together marching did, did it affect a change in the government? are there people now rolling back the mandates and saying maybe we we uh, we were a little bit wrong on that.
3: I think um, that, of course, the government would never say that it was the people marching the streets, but we know that it had a big impact, that there were so many people out there speaking up. And um, regretfully, not so many doctors spoke up in Austria. So I, I encouraged a couple of colleagues, you know, to do short videos to warn parents and young adults about at least the C-19 injections for the kids. And some doctors would still say, yeah, but the elderly should take it, you know. But not so many doctors were speaking up, but so many, so many beautiful, brave people went to the streets, and we know it had an impact on the on the parliament decision then to um, uh, pull back the mandatory vaccination at some point. And um, probably heard about that. But in Vienna, there's still the N95, which we call FFP2 mosques, uh, mandatory in the public transport, which is just ridiculous. They just. Uh, now pull it back, but until now it, it was set in place. So this is just ridiculous if if you know the facts I and, heard. I heard
0: also know. in Germany that they still have that required on their um train system. I have a friend that was just right. over there. And I'm thinking, you know what? There's a lot of intelligence in Germany and Austria, very scientifically oriented, very you know meticulous and thought form. Yet they've missed the boat completely on this. <laughs> and you know, there's no scientific validation that uh, using a woven mask even N ninety five can Filter out something as small as uh, a 10 nanometer spike protein, much less 120 nanometer coronavirus. So the idea that, you know, you could filter this out like a chain link fence can stop a mosquito is absurd from a scientific measurement perspective alone
3: right that's like the comparison that i like to do as well and it's so funny you know when people go with their uh trains to from switzerland to germany and then there's the state border and then uh you're asked and from now on please uh put your n95 mask, mask on. on your face it's like so ridiculous i mean you can't make it's this incredible. stuff up you know
0: all right stand by we're going to have to take a break for our friends at TV. you're listening to or watching the robert scott bell show robertscottbell.com 2 hours a day 6 days a week plus and, uh, bringing that power to heal back where it belongs with each and every one of you more with Maria all the way from Austria after this. All right. Technically we're on a break for our bride uh, simulcast, but we're here together. Those watching at robertscatbell.com on various social media that we're not banned on at the moment, <laughs> we can still chat a little bit behind the scenes, but still in front of the scenes for those watching, uh, Maria appreciate you so much. I, I just, uh, amazing how much of that backstory you were able to get through and all of it clear. Uh, and, um, I'm just so impressed, uh, with what you do and, and who you are and, uh, would love to connect with you and your family. I'm sure your husband's amazing, uh, to support all the things that you're doing. And, uh, you know, not all of the, the husbands out there, uh, have come to these conclusions. A lot of the moms have been figuring this out for years, the, uh, autism link to, to vaccination, for instance, and they've been the warriors, the warrior moms. So, uh, anybody that's got a, a you know, the family member that the spouse is also in support. It's a wonderful thing.
3: Absolutely. You're correct. Yeah.
0: So the the, uh, upcoming event or events, have they been definitively declared where and when as far as anything else that we should know about?
3: yeah so we're planning to do more of the what we started in December resilience tours and the resilience tour um, is more about the you know we are all talking about mass formation mass psychosis even worse mass hypnosis so I came up with the term crowd resilience us being the crowd um, being resilient and inviting so many other people to join our movement and Mm -hmm. to um, you know get inspired and you know I said at one point like two years ago already we will be the ones that have the better parties and that sounds crazy but it is as it is, as we need to keep our amusement level high, you know? Yeah. So I said, we should have, and this this I found out, like boots on the ground, organizing my own rallies with my mama bear friend, always when we had musicians on stage. And it was like um, just happening. So the first rally, we didn't even have a stage. We were standing on a monument in this on this square in Austria and in my hometown. And then um, I saw my school friend in the audience um, and in the crowd. And I said, hey, Philip, would you come up and sing your song? And then he came up and we played his song with the loudspeakers and he was singing to it. And then I, I had this feeling, we don't need to talk too much, okay? We need to talk about certain things, but sometimes it's this feeling. It's this connective feeling yeah. out there and that inspires people so, so much. And then people we're, are, yeah. we're
0: just joined again by our audience now. Mm-hmm. Right, <clears throat> Welcome back, everybody on TV. I uh, love that you're here with us and I uh, love that Maria is here all the way from Austria live talking about some extraordinary things and we were just chatting a bit about coming together. And I love what you said. Our parties are better than theirs. And you know, basically because we're coming together, not in fear, we're coming together, finding the joy in life itself and in each other and the celebration, the music and things. And you know, one of my newer, newer friends, <clears throat> five times, August, uh, Brad, we had on recently, and he's been a, a quite amazing, Uh, a musician in terms of bringing the art of music into uh, the, the the form of a protest song, which used to be pretty standard for rock and roll and folk and other things. And it's seemingly coming back. But when we get together, there's just a genuine celebration. Even if we can acknowledge, acknowledge as we do a lot of wrong that has occurred and is occurring still and trying to make corrections, but it's not going to happen because we're complaining about it. But the change can happen when people start looking at all of us and going, how come they're not angry? And how come they're not, crying in the corner? How come they're actually celebrating and enjoying life that way? I, maybe I, I would like to do that too, maybe. And that's, that's leading by example. And, uh, you mentioned this resilience. I don't know if you call it a resilience tour. I think we have uh, a link to it, but I have on, on the crowdresilience.org site, I see a video about it, uh, and a resilience TV kind of, uh, prom- promotional piece
3: so yeah so i need to uh, smile uh from one ear to the other because like brett is um close friends with me and kelly his wife as well so Mm -hmm. um as i said to you in the short break before everybody was talking about mass formation mass psychosis even worse mass hypnosis so i said as a resilience coach that i am and trained in psychology also i said we need to find a term for our movement and this is crowd resilience so i came up with the term in i think march and um As I had on my rally stages, always musicians, I was um, very inspired by um, how the people got got connected. You know, it's important to bring out the facts and we never did any hate speech. It was pure facts, uh, motivational speeches, inspiring speeches, and then the musicians. And these moments when we had the musicians on stage were just beautiful and people would really ask when is your next rally and um, that was such a beautiful feeling there and it was such a great time there and by the way we did our rallies while we had the um the lockdown for just the unvaccinated but you mm-hmm. still had the right to march the streets so they couldn't cut this um right from us so we still could march the streets even if we were only allowed in this 11 weeks period of lockdown for the unvaccinated, we were only allowed to go to work and we were allowed to go to a supermarket to buy food. We could not buy underwear in a shop. Policemen would even check your vaccine status in a shop. Okay, You could not buy um, gloves for your three year old for wintertime. That was not allowed because you could only go to a food store. But we were allowed, still, they couldn't take this right from us to march the streets. So people would really come to the rallies and they knew that was their the chance to meet each other. And really big groups um, founded new organizations, became friends and so on. And I also um, got to know Brett in April at a big rally. And uh, I said, hey, do you want to come to Austria at one point? And he said, yeah, for sure. And then um, I had this idea about resilience tour in a sense that now that are not so many people marching the streets anymore we still have to you know um keep the movement together and at these gatherings and that's a beautiful thing we ask people to bring their vaccinated brother mother neighbors because we are not going to talk about how bad the injections are we are going to say hey if you got hurt by the injection There are people thinking of Dr. Pierre Corey and so many other brave souls out there that are trying to help as best as they can the vaccine injured. And that's you can say that, you know, the message of hope and solution based. And then we have great time together and music and dancing. And that's the Resilience Tours. And we just started uh, in December and we had uh, Ryan Cole with us. By the way, he says hi. I was on the phone with him before. and He says hi to you. Love love Ryan. um,
0: And, And by the way, Ryan. Dude, when he dresses up, the what he, he's like, he's so cool. I could never dress like him. He's, he's amazing. Yeah, but I sure. love Ryan Cole. He's amazing.
3: Right, right. So even a dressed up woman would not look as good yeah, as like, Ryan Cole. Ryan, yeah,
0: come on, man. <laughs> give us all a opportunity to look halfway decent, right? But, uh, yeah, no, Ryan's amazing. Shout out to Ryan Cole as well. So he, yeah. you guys connected. You're very well connected. And I just... You know, it's like it'd be like a movie thing. I want to party with you, but I mean, what we're talking about is coming together in celebration of life and finding the people that are not living in fear to have an impact on others. And yes, to your point, we certainly could rail on how horrible the 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 mRNA technology is as it's rolled out and what it does. At the same time, I'm more inclined to at least in these communities and communication we're trying to do find a level of compassion for those that are now waking up and realizing, oh man. You know, I haven't met one person that regretted not getting any of the shots. Met plenty of people that said, I really wish I hadn't done that. Now, what do we do? Condemn them or we say, hey, maybe there are people that can help you. We can help you. That's what I'm all about here. That's what you're all about. I love that.
3: Right. And as you said, it's like, why are you healthy? Um, Why are your kids happy? Oh, your kids are so well-educated. What school do they they attend? And it's so much more, you know, and just as you said, we are living the example and people get curious. Why are we Mm -hmm. happy? Why are we healthy and so on?
0: So where and when is the next party? That's what everybody wants to know.
3: Okay. Yeah. We're just in the planning. And I can so, say so much that in the end of March, we will be um, in the area around like Florida, Orlando. Mm. Um, just need to get details about that. And probably first of um, April, we will be in Austin, Texas. Okay. And um, we are planning on um, another tour also in Europe, thinking about going to Great Britain next time. And we are also in talks um, going to Australia in October and um, connecting it to a medical congress in December in Brazil.
0: Okay, well, let me know if I can help in any way, whether I can attend or not. I will happily let people know about it the moment you're aware of when you're going to do this, because uh, just I just love what you're doing. I'm glad we're connected. And my only trip to Austria driving over from Switzerland was to Vienna, and I had a wonderful time at just such lovely people. It's many years ago now. It shows how old I am. But uh, long before we were thinking about the things we're thinking about today, let's just say it that way. But I, I was talking um, last hour about, and this is a, unfortunately a common theme bringing up, the parallels between the rise of, of, of Nazi Germany. It didn't happen overnight. The end stages that everybody knows about in history you know, took a lot of a decade you know, or more. And talking about the early 1930s and some of the parallels, Vera Sharab has now put out a, a new documentary on that. And others, we've been talking about this. You, of course, in Austria and in Germany, you know these are the the heart centers, if you will, of horrible experiences in the 20th century. A lot of war and other things. Uh, is there any discussion about those parallels? I even talked about Israel and the people of Israel forgetting about what happened. Is there, you know, putting stickers on the Israelis that got the shot versus those that didn't, and start segregating them out? I'm like. How quickly do we forget history that we're doomed to repeat it?
3: Very, very good point. So first of all, um, I think your audience is aware, but a great documentary series starting with the release, the premiere of part one um, that will be tonight on CHD, Children's Health Defense TV by Vera Sharaf and um, my friend, historian Dr. Uwe Alschner, very close friend of mine. um, He's also a new media journalist and he's just translating the turtles all the way down the book Mm -hmm. from English into German. So he literally worked on the um, four, uh, five parts of the documentary series with Vera Sharaf. So you should have him on the show on that topic. Yes. yes. And so um, he's a great guy. And the thing is, um, Talking about that even, you know, for an Austrian it's like, oh, my God, the Austrian doctor did a comparison, you know, kind of. And uh, I don't know if you're aware that Professor Suharit Bhakti, he was only shocked that why in the world became Israel this big, you know, testing ground for Pfizer. He was just shocked and he said a comment about that in an interview. So guess what happened? Professor Sucharit Bhakti, he's by the way, the head of a um, doctors and scientists organization called MWGFD. And he got sued now. So in the end of March, Professor Sucharit Bhakti, 76-year-old Thai professor, who was all his career in Germany, he gets sued for being Mm anti-Semitic. Okay. So that's where we stand in Austria and Germany. If you bring up a why you know? Question, mm-hmm. and the thing is that um, uh, if you if you watch the the documentary series that Vera Shuraf did, and your audience is I'm sure interested in that, because I was even able to do a little pre watch on on the parts. It's amazing. The way it is done, it's just pure and amazing. And I was also on the 20th of August, 2021 in Nuremberg when we had the 75 years commemoration event for the Nuremberg Code. And Vera Sharaf and Mary Holland, they also came to Nuremberg. And I uh, did for my, uh, because you mentioned it before, I have this little crowd resilience TV. The revolution will be televised. It's just a little um, project of mine on YouTube, crowd resilience TV, still on YouTube, I wonder. And Mm. I put a little video on there with uh, lots of guests and uh, keynote speakers from this big rally or from this big uh, event, a 75 years commemoration event for Nuremberg Code. And I asked Vera Sharaf, I asked Mary Holland and others there, um, why do you think it is so important that we are here today? So if your um, uh, audience wants to see that, it's Crowd Resilience TV on YouTube and uh, very, very good input from, from the people there. And you know, I think, um, so many things just happened in the years before World War II. And, you know, it was this kind of slow, slow, slow. First, you know, they said, um, oh, the disabled are not good. OK, now let's get rid of the elderly in the care homes. And then, you know, and then Jews were not allowed to attend in theater and and end. And, you know, in, in, in a matter of fact, I need to say for the Resilience Tour, for example, in uh, December, Um, We did a tour in Germany and we planned uh, four Austrian cities. We could only do the tour in three Austrian cities because guess what? Um, in Upper Austria, um, that's the state of Sturia, uh, Austria, we had an old theater and we already had a contract with the theater that we were going to do a resilience t- tour there with Brad five times August with another German singer. She sounds like, um, has a mystic voice, not doing a comparison, but like Enya. We had Robert Malone, we had Ryan Cole, all these people there. And guess what? The city of Steyr did not allow us to rent their theater. So our our um, nice resilience tour event was locked out of this theater. And uh, they basically canceled our contract. And we were like, whoa, why can't we just rent and pay for this theater to do our event there? So not doing any comparisons here, but you get the point, right? Yeah,
0: oh, totally. And l- last year at the Next Steps Conference in Atlanta, 24 hours to go, and uh, it was canceled by the venue because of pressure, outside pressure from certain organizations. <clears throat> and then, thankfully, we were able to find, uh, and shout out to Tia Severino, if you're out there watching. By the way, the Next Steps Conference is one of the next things we're all going to be doing together, February 22nd through the 25th, although for the Nurse Freedom Network, it starts on the 21st, uh, outside of Atlanta, uh, Buford, Georgia, at the Lake Lanier Islands uh, Resort. So I still encourage you, if there are tickets left, I think there are, Uh, You can get them, use the code RSB10 to get 10% off. But uh, similarly, here in America, we've seen venues cancel, having to put these things out in secret. Even the Reawaken America tour will not publish where they're going to be on their tickets when you buy tickets because of the controversy surrounding anybody who speaks of these freedom issues or historical realities that uh, certain segments of of the global population don't want us to, to discuss or acknowledge Uh, And of course, if we don't know history, we are manipulated into repeating it uh, to the point of our, well, our own detriment. And in in some cases to uh, significantly uh, death inducing events. And I would argue that uh, the COVID thing, I don't know if it has precedent in history specifically, other than I've warned that our fear of germs is one of the greatest vulnerabilities we had leading up to that. As I've been teaching about the, the law of the terrain for as long as I've been on radio and longer as a homeopath, that we, know, we don't need to fear germs. We need to understand that germs are the things that give us life, provide life to us in terms of our microbiome, et cetera, and that we are more germ than we are mammalian, in fact, in terms of that regard. But uh, we still have some of that vulnerability because <clears throat> with all of the the claims of the next version of COVID, the next strain that's out, we're still operating in fear as a species, although I know a lot of people are waking up to that. I still think we've got a long way to go because the dominant education and indoctrination paradigm in all scholastic systems in the Western world is the germ theory still to this day.
3: Right, and with all respect, I mean, we know that there are germs in the soil, and we need the germs in our microbiome, and we know there is so much more about the brain-gut axis. And we all thought it's just the brain that tells the intestines now go digest, but we knew like we have ninety percent efferent uh, nervous structures up in the brain, so that was like really really interesting. And you know, I did my first permaculture. So um, uh, regarding Jim Gale was on your show, and, yeah, and uh, so also met him lately. So. Yeah thing is he and I became close friends like in the first telephone call and I did my first permaculture course in 2011. In 2012 when I was doing my um, emergency doctor courses I had a nice colleague sitting next to me and he was totally into microbiome and that time like 2012 nobody like till 2017-18 nobody talked even about the microbiome so I I got into this topic very early and you know um, we, we need to see there is something there are pathogens, but if they um, meet the right terrain for them, then it's going to be a problem. So yes. and yeah, I, I think we there is so much more we need to find out about what's what's really going on and, and what's, you know, the, the good, the bad and the ugly kind of. Thing.
0: Yes. And also, if we talk about meeting challenges, for instance, if someone <clears throat> is expressing what they call an infection, an overgrowth, an imbalance, an opportunistic, a dysbiosis that we can tamp that down without destroying the body's own integrity, cellular function. And of course, utilizing the things in homeopathy, uh, utilizing minerals like silver and copper, for instance, playing a huge role in even what we call microbial management should there be an overgrowth to a dangerous uh, precedent that we can show that there's viability and survivability even without resorting to the chemo that is called antibiotics. And, and so, you know, there's so much more we can do and reserving those last resort drugs, which they should be to the genuine last resort when all else fails, but we've lost the ability to use many of them because now there's multi-drug resistance to almost everything. Uh, So even if they were wonderful tools that advanced life-saving interventions, the way it's been applied, again, everything has become warfare triage in terms of chemo for everything. And as I said, we have lost the ability to use it in most places because of Ignoring the other paths of healing on this planet, whether it be herbalism, homeopathy, naturopathy, etc.
3: Yeah, not forget we have so many herbs that work like antibiotics or yeah. antivirals, and so Without that's that's really important yeah and also you know i was working also in the plastic surgery department taking care of the wounds so you're really happy if you still have then chemotherapy regarding antibiotics for for crazy um crazy bacteria then sometimes um also of course i'm I'm also um, you know i have a diploma in emergency medicine so always back to emergency medicine and i'm also having a diploma in palliative medicine and there is so much that where you can help in the end of of the life of a person you know to make it easier and then end but still as you say it's like the less is more and i'm actually you know i was i was antibiotic overdosed so that's why i found my way to to um even in the end uh, meditation because in between when I was like 14 15 until I was 25 like in the end of my studies I had I think like 25 antibiotics so my microbiome was totally screwed up and Mm -hmm. I got the fructose malabsorption and then you can't get tryptophan so nicely and then I felt like even a little depressive like Maria was always happy and I was like whoa what's going on is it like this big exam I'm studying for and is it too much I have to study or what's going on and and then like the mother of my ex-boyfriend, she was um, she was a, a nutritious coach and she said, hey, we need to like, you know, get your get your microbiome in balance again. And I was mm-hmm. like, do you think that will work? So there's no fructose malabsorption anymore. Later on, you know, I developed the symptoms and, and had that all the time already from the hepatitis B vaccine. This is what I know now. And so, a- again, out, out to the to the audience Great that we have emergency medicine. Great that we have at some point this or that medication, allopathic medication, but still think outside the box. Uh, Find yourself a trustworthy um, naturopathic doctor or naturopath, doesn't need to be a doctor, and really think outside the box. Healing is possible.
0: Yeah, well, my example are my own children. Even though I was raised pharmaceutically and medically and damaged severely by it and had to work my way, claw my way back to life uh, and my wife similarly, uh, we've raised children with no vaccines. They've never once had an antibiotic and uh, they're 23 and 17, almost 18. So uh, the, the fact is, yes, I'm glad that the allopathic medicine is there for those interventions when needed, but we haven't had to avail ourselves of much of it. And, and you know, that's what lelearn- the learning is. Now, I don't know how you've learned all that you've learned. You're like 23 years of age and you have like you're an overachiever. It's ridiculous.
3: There's a funny story. So I just turned 40. But the funny thing is, I went to my naturo, no, let's say my chiropractor friend in, in mm-hmm. Florida, and I did this metabolic testing. And yeah. I like stood on this machine. And then it said my biological age was yeah. 21. So here go. I am. And I was really, you know, it made I'm my sorry, day. I'm I aged
0: <laughs> you by two years. My bad. I thought I was right in the, in the, in the area right. where I thought it was. So well done. You know, you're living it. You're a living example for all that Uh, I love and appreciate that we get to do together. And uh, I'm just so looking forward to meeting you in person one day, maybe at one of these events, if I can be there for that, or if you can uh, be at an event we attend, there's a number of them coming up. In fact, we have, and Super Don, I don't think you've put up the uh, banner for it yet, but we're planning, I think, in like mid-July to meet in Missouri at uh, Leslie's Place for a big weekend healing retreat, which includes music. Mm -hmm. And I want to urge anybody now that's listening, that is hosting an event, medical or otherwise, that you must include the creative arts. Now, I'm not going to mandate it. That's I'm not a mandate guy, but I'm saying if you want to take your event to the next level, it's not just about scientific presentations and, and and white papers and posters and peer review. It's got to have the creative arts involved because that will take it to that next level. Oh, look at that. There it is. The Goodies Farms Homestead. <laughs> Goody Farms Homestead. The RSB Family Union, it's called, for our family, and that's all of you are invited, July 14th through 16th. And that's in Missouri. There's actually a QR code you can scan and uh, it'll be a great healing weekend. They have a farm. We'll probably be making organic pie as well. My favorite. And uh, it's just these opportunities to come together and celebrate life in the midst of the fear mongering. They'd love us all to to hide away forever and be afraid of each other. And that's just not what we're going to do.
3: See, and I wear my sweater, and I recently bought it. It's Farms Pharma. It's Yay. a lovely, a lovely young lady, and she does these uh, kind of sweatshirts, and um, you know, r- lovely. So, um,
0: is she uh, in Florida?
3: Um, yeah, it was in Florida, right? It was. I, uh, I just
0: met her, and in fact, I have a. When it gets to be T-shirt weather again, I'm going to bring yeah. out one of the 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 really awesome shirts that she produces. I apologize, I can't remember her name at the moment, but
3: yeah, me uh, neither. Too bad. Uh, yeah. yeah.
0: Very dynamic what's going on out there in terms of the messaging as well. So as we wrap up here with you, Maria, you are welcome here at any time. And I'm so glad to, to finally connect with you. And we obviously we have so many mutual friends and family now, and it only grows as we go. So uh, thank you. Thank you. And if there's anything we didn't have a moment to mention is even though you spoke very quickly and accurately and clearly, I'm going to give you the last word here.
3: OK, so I need to interview you for my short Crowd Resilience TV interviews, which is so much more about the field of expertise you're in. And it's more the question, what makes you resilient? So I do this 10, 20 minutes interview. So I need to do an interview with you. That's the point. And um, if you need connection to artists. Um, so as the core team of Resilience Tours um, is uh, Brett and Kelly Skistimas, Five Times mm-hmm. August, um, yes. it's, it's Ryan Cole, it's Katharina Lindley from Global COVID Summit, myself and also our colleague from Canada, Jennifer Hibbert. So um, we really reach out to musicians around the world right now. So if you or your audience and people that put together conferences and bring up musicians, they can like, um, also contact us. And, uh, my, my email address is pretty easy. It's Maria dot, um, minus Mark. Like my name is said here at protonmail.com And uh, probably we can help with musicians because it's really like the, the key part at some events.
0: Oh, I agree. I'm so thrilled that w- that is coming through now. Uh, that's going to take all of these events to the next level. So Maria, thank you. Now you can go to sleep thank and your you. four-year-old did not wake. So, sh- be quiet no. and you'll get a peaceful night with your husband and then uh, enjoy again the journey as I know you do. And I'm so appreciative of all that you're doing and that we finally connected.
3: Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you for all that you're doing and your team.
0: Yeah. Uh, and we'll connect and do that 10, 20 minute interview when you're ready. Just let us know or let Kevin know who probably connected us.
3: Cool. Thank you. Yeah.
0: All right. Thanks, Maria. Uh, well, you know, going around the world and finding the, the, the souls that are here for all the reasons, you know, you're here. And and then some. That's exciting. Now, we do have some other upcoming events to let you know about. The Health Freedom Expo, the virtual version, 18th and 19th of February, is coming up next. Uh, I mentioned as well the um, uh, practitioner event that's going on in um, Clearwater Beach with Nutritional Frontiers. That's the 1st and 2nd of April, I believe. And then we have more events that are coming up, and uh, we've got to add them to the list. But please subscribe to our newsletter. It's as easy as texting my initials, RSB. the number 22828 so dial 22828 if you're not driving and text rsb my initials and you'll get a prompt to give us your email and then uh, we'll get you plugged into all of these things and you can always just drop in on the upcoming events tab uh there it is uh, 22828 text rsb as well as uh, a lot of yes good night maria appreciate you so much and as long as uh you know we are Uh, Here And we have a voice. We'll continue on. And I want to say thank you to those that support our message of health, freedom and healing liberty, including our friends like Babry with Folium PX, F-O-L-I-U-M-P-X dot uh, dot com. And my my mom is doing exceptionally well. And she had her celebrate her 89th birthday yesterday. And maybe tomorrow we can show the video of her dancing even more to Fred Astaire and Ginger Rogers uh, from 1934, the, the year of her birth. Ah, uh, so there's really cool stuff like that. We are appreciative of Crave Kicker. Again, there are banners all up and down the Robert Scott Bell Show website. In fact, we have a question of the day on Hypothyroid Superdine, and we're not even going to be able to get to it. So, do we get to it in our bonus round? And apologies to everybody on brightion.tv TV, because uh, the interviews were so amazing. The people we had on today, I didn't want to stop. And that's okay.
1: That's why it's that's why it's your show. <laughs> yeah, you 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 get to call the shots. But um. Yeah, we'll 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 do it in bonus time. So if you're uh, if you're not watching this on Rumble or Facebook or at robertscottbill.com dot com or on Twitter or mm-hmm. I don't know, I forget where else we're at. Right. But anyway, we're not paying. Uh, yeah, just just uh, come come check us out. We we usually do a bonus round after the uh, the second hour here, and it could be anywhere from ten minutes when we have nothing to say to. Sometimes we almost go a whole nother hour.
0: Yeah. So y'all join us at robertsgabell.com slash listen and uh, shout out to Mike Adams as well. I talked with him briefly yesterday over Signal and uh, we uh, discussed Jonathan Emord's campaign for the United States Senate. Y'all support him, emord4va.com, emord4va.com. And we'll be talking more about that as we progress through uh, the freedom loving campaign that we're on every day. God bless y'all. The power to heal is yours. Dude, how was, how was that for a show today? My gosh, both of the guests.
1: Went by fast, didn't it? They
0: were awesome. Loved it. <clears throat> Amazing. I mean, like I said, thrill, th- the thrill I get. <laughs> Being able to do this and connect with these folks. And it's funny. It's like the, um, the new media growing up all around us, and many of them don't know us. You know, we've been here quietly doing our thing for now my 24th year, and I'm loving the discoveries that are happening. How cool is this
1: So, well and a lot of that we got to give credit uh, to Kevin for bringing these people into the, the show yeah. that uh, <laughs> I, I just I know I sound like a broken record but it's just,
0: no thank you for sharing it's yeah. awesome oh. yeah uh, he's doing a great job official story says RSB at all do check out when you have a moment dr. Jessica Rose and Sasha late pova's lady pova's substack and George Webb's Twitter thread, important story. Well, we've had Jessica Rose on the show. She's terrific. Mm-hmm. I'd, let, I'd have her back in a heartbeat, too. Uh, I don't know the specific story that he's referring to at the moment. But uh, anyway, this was good. Oh, shout out Michael Bolden in the neighborhood. Not literally, but on our inner chat.
1: There he Always is. Always good
0: to see you. What Did we have fun? Did we have fun on Friday with Bolden? I think we did.
1: Yeah? Yeah.
0: So every other Friday now. I don't
1: know. There wasn't enough levity in it.
0: Well, okay. I'll grant you it's that. It's too serious. Too
1: serious for a Friday. But, you know, you... So,
0: I, I... No, 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 no. no but, listen, listen.
1: I understand he comes in and he wants to talk about, here's this legislation from Wyoming and this bill from Missouri and this thing over here out. and the nullification over here and <laughs> Thomas Jefferson over here. And that's, and that's all good stuff. It's all important stuff. But... You get... Dang it. It's Friday. So... What? What? Next time he's on... He I'm, I'm I'm going to make an executive decision, and I get to come up with some topics. They're going to be you're not about.
0: saying he, you're disallowing him to speak of his passion. No,
1: I, did I say that?
0: Well, it sort of sounded.
1: Like no, whatever. Sure. Okay, <laughs> sorry. Yes, you gotta, you gonna call me a Nazi now? What's <laughs> oh, going on? Here? Oh, right. Come on. The N
0: word again. Here we. Go.
1: No, I'm just saying we got to we got to incorporate some
0: some other. No, we some, love some, levity. Some, That's true. Yeah. Too. Yeah. So other aspect vitamin kind of, L love and levity, yeah. yeah. Need some of that too.
1: Who is official
0: stories? Who is that in the chat room? I forget the name. Well, you've revealed your name before, but I just don't remember. I can't remember oh. who it is. Hmm.
1: It's funny because every time I see it, I think Liam. Every oh. time I see it, right? It's just like yeah. Yeah. Official stories wants us to have Doctor Shiva back on. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah, he was an interesting cat. He wasn't very much. Someone that listened, if you remember that, he, he came with his own thing. It's a little bit ego focused, I, I remember, but wrote me the wrong way. You know. But I, I mean, I don't yeah. mind engaging yeah. in conversation with people like that too from time to time. So, uh, Bolden, I'm better at block and pivot.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: Bring it, Super he we'll do says. Bring it. All right. Yeah, no, I bring it. That's it's not a challenge. I don't have to, I don't have to protect Michael, but
1: uh, yeah, capable. I just, I'm thinking, hey, let's, no. let's, uh, let's have some laughs yeah. and, Maybe, maybe go a little bit outside of the Michael Bolden box, yeah, right, yeah, and um you know discuss some other things, so we'll yeah, we'll 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 talk, Michael whatever, yes, we will, yeah, that'll be good
0: uh, yes hmm. <laughs> well, you know
1: official if, stories is my C- Sicilian paisan. Um, yeah. it still doesn't tell me who you-
0: yeah Liam um hmm. we <laughs> I was uh, this weekend little bit stressed out not bad <laughs> but excuse me uh jonathan had asked me to write a, a an article of endorsement for his candidacy jonathan mm-hmm. e Ward. and i you know i really want to do it justice because he's a good friend he's a man of great integrity as you know from watching him for years and you know everybody's got different perspectives on even the constitution but f- phenomenally so there are very few People that even bring it up, much less know, you know, origin, true meaning, and you know, other the context with which it was in which it was written. And I, I you know, it's like so I put a lot of pressure on myself to do that. And super D to your credit, you have to, you know, have to tease me with the whole jet, chat P, GPT, is it the whole artificial intelligence? And just yes. out of the blue, you, you sent me like two articles and you said, please write an endorsement for Jonathan Emoard and the voice of Robert Chappell or something like that, right? And you sent me like a three hundred to five hundred word one. Yeah,
1: in the style I read, of Robert Scott Bell. Style Bill, of,
0: yes. right? And I and I read them like, oh, it's it's not bad. Uh, it was a little bit generic. I don't think it was truly capturing what I wanted to communicate. But to your it gave credit, you
1: it gave you an outline.
0: It stimulated thought. Yeah. It yeah. did. And I'm like, I didn't even use any of it, but I went, oh, okay. Now, so it got me in that in that role. And, and rhythm. Yeah. Rhythm, thank you. And, and while the football games were playing yesterday, I put my headphones on. I didn't listen to the game. I just kind of occasionally looked up at it. But uh, mm-hmm. I put on my discordant fusion rock, jazz, country, classical music, like Steve <laughs> Morse that I like, and uh, began to just let her rip. And, and I had my wife uh, review it once, and there was one sentence I needed help. And then I sent it off and Jonathan loves it. So uh, I'm very pleased with, with how it came out. And, and it just occurred to me while I did it and after, as I look back, I was like, hey, that's not bad. But I focus so much of my energy, as you know, on verbal, like communicating spontaneously primarily or responding to the various stories that we cover and that you send my way when, mm-hmm. when I had the occasion to actually read them. <laughs> <And> <laughs> I, I, I don't think in terms of writing, even though I remember, yeah, I can write. I could do you used that. You should do it a lot more. Yeah. A lot more, yeah. And yeah. so that was a, a it was a a review a reminder that yeah, if I need to write, I can write. I just right. you know, it's like boom, there it there it is. So that m- mental muscle memory was still there. Yeah, and I'm like, that's pretty good. Actually pretty good. Good. By the way, it could be the energy bits. My wife is feeding me the energy bits every day. Do you see these energybits.com? You got the chlorella and the oh, uh, you're holding up. Now I don't show the picture. But yeah, also the spirulina. If you go to energybits.com, you can use the code RSB20 for 20% off energybits.com. This amazing third-party validated and cold process, so you're not destroying the integrity, the nutrients, and all of that. This stuff's amazing. And my wife's got more energy now. She's feeling better even. So we talk about the various things we integrate. And like with my mom, what she's experiencing with the Folium PX is just astonishing. Did you get uh, friended by uh, Sandra, her best friend? Because that's the way we can get the video down from, from Facebook to play it tomorrow. I'm looking. Okay. I'll tell my mom and she'll call Sandra her friend. But she hosted a great big party at her, uh, her theater and uh, they had a great time and they brought in good organic food for mom. It was really sweet. And then they played that movie. It was a little bit of dancing. So uh, it's wonderful to see. Makes me, makes me smile again. I love those things that make me smile. So let's see. Uh, I can't reveal my name, but I edit for the last American vagabond. Oh, yeah, because they've got banned recently on Twitter or something, didn't you? They've been tagged. The Last American Vagabond doing good work, of course. That's why it happens.
1: <laughs> um, oh, okay. I see who you're talking about. Oh, okay. So, so uh, I'll stop. I'll stop harassing you then.
0: Yes. Right. Um, no. We we acknowledge that yeah. there are reasons not to reveal certain names here. Story concerning Veritas extremely um, controversial. I don't blame you all if you don't want to touch it, but I thought I'd let you know. If we do no, I don't mind touching these stories. I mean. I don't have expertise everywhere. And I know that the controversy also uh, comes back to uh, the concept of maybe controlled opposition or, or to some degree, limited hangouts, uh, different things that manifest in certain ways at certain times. Now uh, is the end result of the Pfizer uh, so-called sting operation on, on that gay guy who was like trying to impress his date and lied suddenly. (laughs) Uh, you know, it, it, it's, it's I, did,
1: I, I guess I missed that detail.
0: He was gay. <laughs> he, he, that was the, the, the guy that, that was like trying to impress his date. He says, I was lying. Don't you remember the guy that was the Pfizer guy that was being interviewed? He didn't know. He was being oh,
1: interviewed. I didn't put two and two together here. on that. Okay. I see what you're saying.
0: Oh yeah. Okay. And, and, and so, um, is it a net positive? Is it net neutral or net negative? I I'd say the revelation overall is positive, but at the same time, I will acknowledge that many of these things can be controlled in the way that they're released to keep us from deeper, darker things of revelation. You know that that's what we call limited hangouts, etc. So I'm not I don't doubt or dispute the possibility therein. So that's why I'm not afraid to to address this, some of these topics. But I can't say I know definitively in all of these cases. In fact, Super D, we were talking this morning with my buddy Scott who was visiting mm-hmm. about. The, the artificial intelligence, the ability to create full-on, almost, if you will, living 3D human beings, obviously on video primarily, that don't exist in reality, but that exist in, in a video world that you look at and you have no earthly idea that they're not real people. Mm-hmm. And, and so, you know, you begin to say, all right, well, what is real? What is reality? And there's an Damn. article, a story we didn't get to today that kind of goes into, you know, interestingly enough, the physicists who are now... You know, raising f- flags about reality, space-time, for instance. Why more physicists are starting to think space and time are illusions. And, and dude, that you know, that's probably topics for our late-night show or a bonus bonus show that we you know we're talking <laughs> about doing with multiverses and all yes, that. Yes,
1: our theoretical uh, nighttime show. Nighttime yeah, show. I, Who's gonna do the nighttime? Are you gonna host the nighttime show? Hmm. You get, you're going to compete, uh, overnight with, uh, with, uh, what's his you
0: know, name? What I, w- with Art Bell, he's no longer with no,
1: us. No, not Art. Who's, who's, who's the guy who's now? Coast
0: I can't remember. the now? Is um, it...
1: oh, what's his name? He's kind of a. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, what's his, I can't remember his name now. It's been All a long right. time. I don't think that shows a George Norrie. George yeah. Norrie.
0: Yeah. yeah. I assume he's still doing it. Is he? I assume so. I don't know. Yeah. It's not as big as it once was, but yeah. Um, look, I, I would think about the, you know, as we talk about expanding the Robert Scott Bell podcast network, we have a uh, stay at home mom with Leslie. We have the, the preacher and the Polish girl with Mark and Ula Tinsley. And I, you know, as I said, I wanted to bring on the pastor who has a couple of episodes that talks about unnumbering your children, you know, as, a, as another thing might not be a regular feature. I don't know, but adding to the body of knowledge, that, you know, with people and it, think about that, a show that would. Rent lend itself to overnight, although people listen when they want, so it doesn't matter. But I would occasionally want to do a show like that, and I've got, and I do owe my wife that interview, not of my wife, but of the guy that I kept interrupting. You know, so mm-hmm. I'm gonna we are gonna revisit that and do a show where I'm gonna let him speak and I'm gonna engage just in my interest level <laughs> and not worry about the audience as much. So that'll happen.
1: I think yeah, I think that's that's a good idea.
0: Yeah. Hey, do you want to do the? question of the day or or, or are there any live interface questions through our chat rooms right
1: now yeah well let's do it because you teased it
0: have you given up on the the question of the day theme inter inter, inter interruption is that done is that history are we never doing that again we just go right into the questions of the day i'm i'm asking i don't have an opinion oh i think you do no i don't i'm asking i I believe you do i believe you do That was a question of dating, but you've engaged the video service now. I think that could get us that and better.
1: It could. It takes time to yeah. put those together because they're pretty involved. But yes, yeah. I've got I've got the ability to put those kinds of things together now. So yeah.
0: this is from Emily. Oops. There it goes the last bit of it. Oh, it hung up <laughs> early. Or it, or it hung <laughs> up. Yeah, it was uh, a glitch. Emily says, "Love the show. I would like to know where I can find more info on hypothyroid." hypo thyroid. That's a lower functioning thyroid. I know you've had a show on it, but when I do a search, it doesn't come up. Also, why don't you have links to the products you talk about on your show? Is there a trusted supplement company you like to buy from? Your site isn't very (laughs) (laughs) user-friendly.
1: Well, okay.
0: Well, we need somebody that can write code better than we do. (laughs) But, but, then she goes on. Yeah, I appreciate all the work you do to inform others. I will continue to share your show with others. Wish you guys the best, Emily. Well, right. Emily, thank you
1: for writing in. And- well, first off, Emily, yeah. um, write us back and let us know specifically what you're talking about. I mean, are you saying that because well, okay, let's 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 dissect this for a second here.
0: Where are you? I don't see you. The uh where I'm
1: I'm hiding behind the questions of the day because I want to keep it up on the screen. Okay. Um mm-hmm. So we can answer the hypothyroid thing in, in, in a second here. Okay. Um, have we talked about it on the show before? Yeah, we have talked about it numerous times. Um, why don't we have links to the products that we talk about on the show? We, I believe we do. If you look at the banners that go down the right-hand side of the thing, there's a banner for pretty much everything we do talk about on the show. Can you
0: show that even though you want to show the question of the day? With I think-
1: some exception, because um, yeah. sometimes you will talk about, yeah, hold on. Yeah. You do you you know you talk about things that we don't necessarily
0: have uh, a link to. That's true.
1: But I mean if we went down the, the side here, yeah you know, all, all the way to the top.
0: Yeah. But on the right you side. You
1: know, we talk about the crave kicker. There's crave kicker. We talk about the folding PX. hmm Uh there's the, the Z light and the folding minerals. hmm
0: Uh there's the copper. Yep. you still got Orange Guard up there. I that.
1: still have them up there because they're cool, and okay. and we'll, we'll, they'll be they'll be back. Uh, but I thought maybe we just keep that up there because it's okay. a good product.
0: We still haven't talked about the KE. That's a gold and silver acquisition scenario right. that can So, yep, guys can link on that.
1: It's uh, of miracle
0: of course. Uh, Trinity School of Natural Health. Yep. Uh, that's the CBDNF from Nutritional Frontiers. There's the recommended. Um, Quality of aloe that, like, you pr- harvested it yourself, Haley Nutrition, my buddy. Silverite right. Pillow. We got yep. a little bit of the radiation protection. There's the Sovereign Silver Gel. Oh, we got our Patreon link. We got Goldbacks. We got UPMA. Uh, let's see. We got there's more Sovereign pillow. Silver. We got Choose to Be Healthy, which is where we get most of our 100% whole food supplements from. And that, you know, would help for your question. There's the book. Um, there's do we still get a free ounce of Kratom? Is he still giving that away? You should check with John. I can, he never calls me back, John Bush. I love him. Yeah, he's
1: yeah. a busy guy. He yeah. doesn't get back to me very often either. Oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> I went to the Health Ranger store there yep. as well. Yeah, so there's a number. All of right,
1: links. so there's there's all that stuff there. So if there's something specific that you're referring to, um, let us know what exactly it is that you're talking about that you are not able to find a link to that we talk about on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and as far as Trusted Supplement Company, you know, they're all linked up there too. Yeah. choose to be healthy would be one of the, the, the big ones that covers a lot of the things that Robert talks about. Yep. Now, as far as the site not being user-friendly, I will, I will acknowledge that um, this website was put together. I, I, I How long ago was this? Does the, the website we have right now, was that initially put together? It's been
0: embarrassingly long time ago,
1: a really long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of adopted that. And so I have worked with it because guess what? I am not a webmaster <laughs> or a web designer or any of that stuff, so have I just
0: for when you try to do it,
1: I just work with it as it is now we're actually talking to somebody that might be able to help us out with a little bit of that mm-hmm. but as far as being user friendly help 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 me out uh, I love the input, and if there's something we can do about it, we will if there's something if we can't do anything about it, we'll let you know mm-hmm. um But, you know, input is important, but I just, I need to know exactly what it is you're having difficulty with, and I can see if I can figure out a solution for you. Yeah. So now with that being said, hypothyroid.
0: All right. So uh, I have argued in a generic or general sense, when we talk about glandular function and dysfunction, part of what we see is an adaptive response. That is, we adapt to survive, and if other glands are deficient in some way like for instance our adrenal glands we burn them out we burn the candle on both ends all the time we don't rest we don't recover we don't understand minerals and diet well enough that eventually the adrenal exhaustion you've heard about will kick in whether it's diagnosed or not and then we often find that the thyroid becomes a secondary let's say redundant system i mean it's got its job to do anyway but now it has to work extra hard to kind of compensate for the deficiencies of the adrenals that are may or may not have ever been diagnosed or addressed. And and of course, as you become initially hyperfunctional, that is, you know, it starts spinning out of control to make up for other things, eventually that system the, from the adrenal to the hype the well, in this case the, hy- the thyroid, uh can and can be exhausted. The gland can be exhausted. And and at that point it becomes hy- hypofunctional or underfunctional. And so we look at that and say, man, it's not just about the thyroid, but it's like, what preceded that? Now, in some cases, when we talk about other um, diagnoses of autoimmune response, like Hashimoto's thyroiditis, the inflammation of thyroid, self immune self-attack kind of thing, uh, that can also result in hypo-functioning of the thyroid as well. And, and so I'm not here to say it's only one thing or the description I've given you, but I think it would be w- wise to consider it because it's not being considered when you go into a doctor and they just say, here, take... Take uh, some Synthroid or Armor or something and not address the other minerals that may be lacking and the other lifestyle issues and diet issues that precipitated a hyperfunction to hypofunction, adrenal than thyroid. And we, you know, we talk about pituitary and hypothalamus, all of these things interact. Now, when we talk about thyroid function, I always I like to defer to my friend uh, Roseanne Lindsay, naturopath, and she's you know written extensively about it because that's been her journey and her experience about the thyroid. And uh, she's got a website, natureofhealing.org, Emily. So if you if you would go to natureofhealing.org, she's written extensively on it. And she also does uh, consults, remote consults uh, to help people with thyroid issues as well. And so I would say that would be important. Now, in general, just again, this is a, just a starting point, not the end point. Two remedies that are often indicated Again, I don't mean to oversimplify it because when I say clinically, I look at a lot of other things that precede it, not just the thyroid. But there is a homeopathic remedy called thyroid enum, I-N-U-M. You had thyroid, I-N-U-M, thyroid enum, which is like a homeopathic glandular, if you will, that is used to help with thyroid issues, as well as the classic mineral iodine in homeopathic form, iodum, iodum. Now, when we talk about iodine, and, and you know, there are certain doctors that are very, very big on iodine, all I would encourage you to do is make sure you're getting adequate selenium along with the iodine, because they're very necessary. Like, when we talk about co-minerals, cofactors, factors et cetera. And, and so, if you haven't already looked at those as homeopathic options and or uh, supplemental options, selenium, iodine, but selenium is a big one when it comes to thyroid function and utilizing 100% whole food selenium. and. Speaking of that, Emily, go to choose2behealthy.com. To you'll find the whole food form that we use. And it's not from Whole Foods. We talk about it's a descriptor. Whole food, it is from Whole Foods. It is a Whole Food, but not Whole Foods Corporation. So hopefully that's helpful to you to get started. And if anybody else has insight, when you join us at our AMAs, we also have a lot of time to go more in-depth on that. And we have, we have various doctors and homeopaths and naturopaths that also join us on the amas which are awesome you guys know who you are we
1: had a huge turnout this last one
0: you think it was the biggest one yet
1: uh it was pretty close i think it was was which i have yet to still i still need to upload that to patreon but uh i I was yeah i was very pleased with the turnout we had quite a few people
0: and we gave away some awesome stuff Yep. Uh, speaking of which i
1: haven't uh
0: and, and our friend Daria, who's a medical doctor as well, she's big on Beamer. She sent me this huge backpack with all kinds of cool discounts in it, and I'm sending that. Ula won that. She was the trivia winner for this backpack. But we also gave out six different sets of silver hydrosol and gels, thanks to Natural Immunogenics, the Sovereign Silver, and the Argentin 23. And um, we had some sprout. Uh, was it Lorelei gave away a Lorelei couple gave
1: of bottles, away some,
0: yeah. A sprout and a spicy sprout. Again, these are the fun things when we get to give back to you guys for thank, you know, just as a thank you because you are you guys are so supportive that you would, you know, even if it's five bucks a month to help us, it's amazing how far that can go. So thank you. Yes. Do you have a note there? What are you writing?
1: Oh, I was just saying, I, I think I, there's still, I still have three people that haven't given me their uh,
0: address. Shipping right? info. They won. So if yeah. you
1: want something and you haven't given me a shipping address, we can't, we can't ship it to you. It. Yeah,
0: exactly.
1: Yep. Even We're if
0: gonna, we once had it, don't assume we still have it.
1: Yeah, oh. I'm terrible. Anyway, all right. So back to the chat room. Oh yeah, what's going on? In chat. We've got room? some input here because I was talking about the uh, site being user friendly. Uh okay. Pat says sorry. Doug and I agree that the site is lacking in user friendliness. Mm-hmm. Scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. So, uh, I yeah. don't know what. The, I mean, most websites you have to scroll. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, so be more specific for with me, Pat. What would you like to What would you like to see differently mm. on the website so that you didn't have to scroll?
0: Where did it say scrolling, um, scrolling, scrolling? I don't. It's see It's just you go
1: up a little bit. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. DJ Katie Organic says, mm. uh, "I still haven't found the podcast Leslie or Ula's." And then she follows up with, "Is there a link on the website to the two new podcasts?" Well, yes, there is. Um, So let me show you. If you go to the website
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and up here.
0: Which uh, tab do they click on?
1: I'm on the wrong page. Hold on. Let me get to the right thingy here. All right. I think we're good now. So if you scroll uh, to the top above the show notes where you see this taskbar here. Yeah. uh, And you go over here to watch, listen. Okay, okay. So that's you where
0: a lot of you are in the chat room. That's, that's where, you,
1: where you are if you're watching right now. Now, yeah. this this would be, whoops. There you ah. are,
2: there we are.
1: Dude, the audio started playing. Uh-oh. So uh, don't stop here. Do that okay. thing that Pat doesn't want to do. Scroll, scroll, scroll. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yep. All right. Now, there's a bunch of links here. These are places that you can watch, or and in this case, used to be able to watch, mm-hmm. uh, the the live broadcast. Okay, if you keep going down, you see this right here? Podcast available on. Now you've got a whole bunch of different places that we carry that our podcast is carried on. So you mm-hmm. could literally click on any one of these you want. But if you want to go to the main one here that you know uh, is going to be current,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, which they all should be.
0: Well, we uh, just paid click, up for a year, right? For yeah. SoundCloud. You can, you can click okay. on
1: SoundCloud. That's going to open up uh, the SoundCloud page um,
0: eventually. There it is. There, let's get rid yeah. of this here. So, the Robert Scott Bell podcast. Network. So,
1: here's our podcast, and you'll see here there's The Preacher and the Polish Girl. Cool. And there's Stay at Home Mom nice. with Leslie Goodenkasil. And you can literally go to uh, any of these. Go? I mean, there's some cool oh, ones here that we. Yeah. Where, is it still there? Hold on.
0: Here, Amazon there's, Music. Look at that. Amazon. And it's all there, there. too.
1: It's all there. And iTunes. They're all there. So a whole bunch of, it's pretty cool, actually, I think being on all these different platforms because it just means there's more people that are going to be able to listen to it. So anyway, that nice. is where you find the podcast.
0: Nice. Thank you for helping.
1: So hopefully that, that helps you out. And like I said, Pat, let me know what you, and, and listen, I understand that, that we, we could use a, uh, what does this say? Weapons. Uh, among the RSB faithful, super haha! Trying to be brief, will email. Oh, okay, all right, that's fine too. You can always yeah. email me askrsb at gmail.com. Uh, if you've got any questions, concerns, mm-hmm. yeah, dad jokes, I don't care. Um, just make sure that in the subject line, you put something on there that's going to get my attention because yeah. you're you're competing with the three thousand other emails that I get during the day. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, suggestion for a website or, you know, whatever. yeah. And um, I'm always, always open to any input that you might have. You can also call us, 866-939-2355, and leave us a voicemail. And, um, yeah, mm-hmm. always love hearing from you.
0: Very cool. Anywho. Fifth, our friend says, Cardio Miracle is still all I take. Uh, and it's okay. helped DJ Katie's husband, Loves Cardio Miracle. His resting heart rate has returned to the same as when he was young. He's 62 now. Thanks, our uh, Superdon. There we go. Um, so, yeah, the, and, and the Cardio Miracle is really a miracle. It is. It's honestly helping so many people. So, thank you for sharing your stories. As I mentioned, Coast Guard Corey, which we got to get back on the show sometime soon, is like he couldn't believe how amazing he's feeling on it. He's ordered a big tub. There's and-
1: somebody. He's just started a new podcast. Did you see that? Yeah. 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 I, have, I, you know, I I haven't know. listened to one recently but I know that they just launched it like a week ago.
0: Yeah, that that's an amazing so one. So I would like, be open ha, it to had
1: it had an expletive or two in the, in the one that I was listening to I was like, "Well."
0: So you got to go warning parental advisory lyric kind of maybe, thing. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe so I part. yeah, I
1: should I should reach out and see if they they would care. Mm-hmm. But anyway.
0: So if there are any webmasters that want to help us out, let us know. You know. Uh also you have to know
1: WordPress. Website,
0: Yeah. WordPress, right? Yeah. Uh, what was it? Okay. So there was controversy surrounding the project Veritas issue. So listen to this, super D uh, Mm -hmm. our friend official story says, O'Keefe has maintained an office at Langley, Virginia, which would mean CIA likely is what he's indicating and was trained by Eric Prince of Blackwater. He says, I'm not happy to reveal this news. Now, does any of this surprise you or me? Not necessarily. Um, I, and I can't validate. I mean, it might be absolutely right. It's not something I've looked into. But, yeah, I mean, you, you got to call into question things. And there's nothing wrong with that and going, hey, are there conflicts of interest here? Uh, what's the level to which they'll reveal? Is this part of a, you know, as I said, controlled operation of some kind or limited hangout? And all of that's valid to, to ask and investigate.
1: I suppose. But, you know, I mean, before you do that, mm-hmm. you know, walk through it for a minute. Yeah. So, if you're what you're suggesting is that he uh, is, what, I I hate that word controlled opposition. Everybody's controlled opposition these days. Yeah. But uh, you know, let's 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 okay. Let's follow that that logic. So he's controlled opposition. So if you look at the things that he's come out with, the exposes that he's done, how mm-hmm. does that, how is that hurting us? and benefiting somebody else by what it is that he's doing. I'm not mm-hmm. saying you're wrong. I'm saying let's just let's, let's think about it. Like when he busts this dude here uh from Pfizer and sh- exposes that you know they're they at least according to him that they're doing some sinister potentially sinister stuff over at Pfizer mm-hmm. um who who benefits from that? I mean, O'Keefe does his popularity right i mean project veritas yeah and if i if i go back and i think of the other things that they've done they've exposed i haven't seen anything where i would go oh that's uh that's gonna hurt us or something you know
0: well i was thinking the plausibility i see more like and correct me if i'm wrong but this is kind of where my thought goes is what if it was something that was being found out for instance and you're like well how do we control the, the the release of that information so it goes only to this point and not further right that there's even worse stuff which i don't think you are you would even doubt that there's worse stuff right yeah so i mean that for me is one plausible thing to go all right we so now oh, no,
1: hold on help me understand so you're saying that that uh o'keefe would release this information in a way that it didn't go further mm-hmm. than him and so it was kind not of
0: right. like I'm speaking theoretically, not specifically of O'Keefe, but if we're talking about that possibility, that was okay. one of the things I could think of in terms of if he indeed is still actively working. At Langley again, I I don't haven't done the research that our friend Official Stories has in this in this regard, but I can say plausibly we know the uh, the 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 technique of limited hangouts that even something that looks really bad, if it's brought out in a certain way strategically, it'll only go so far. And it won't go to the place where they're afraid it will go. So in that And what context, would be
1: the reason for coming out with it in the first place?
0: That it was going to be found out anyway. That there was, uh, you know, there's evidence that people were, were were on it and finding it and releasing it really. And so you get ahead of it. You go, all right, this is what's coming out. We see this. We can't contain it and constrain it. Let's go out big this way. And then it takes all the wind out of the sail of those that were going to go another way. So again, that's just a technique. And I'm, I mean, I'm not giving all the details of this yeah. place, but that's a technique that is known. Mm.
1: Yeah. Uh, it's conflating gain of function with directed evolution but there's much more ramping up fear on our side about viruses
0: huh. which of course if, and I mentioned this again if they're still conflating the germ theory through all of this that's another a- aspect of a psyop I agree <coughs> because I want to get beyond that but not everybody does okay Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, by the way, it's funny. Uh, I'm back in the gym now. I, I went three times last week cause I've been traveling and I was sick for that week after the Florida trip and everything. And, um, Rachel, the owner of the gym, my friend was there and uh, training me. And she was like, dude, you're working hard today. I'm like, no, I'm not working hard today. I'm just out of shape compared to where I was because I hadn't been in as regular and so I'm in the yellow zone a lot easier than I normally am. I'm still not getting to the red zone and stuff, but she's like, Oh, I like it when you're like this. I don't have to work as hard yelling at you (laughs) to get you into the yellow zone. So, um, I'll get back to it pretty soon. Um, but yeah, if I hit the travel circuit again, it kind of takes me out of that rhythm. And when I say I'm out of shape, I don't mean to denigrate anybody in any way. It's just that the, the level of shape that I enjoy being in is like a really high level of fitness. I feel my best there, but it's not like I'm out of shape. If It's like it's like a minor complaint where you'll, you'll break out the world's tiniest violin. Oh, Robert didn't get to go to the gym enough. Like, <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: oh, Robert didn't win the chow challenge this right, exactly. week. Like last week I was third place. And this week, I'm not even going to try the Chow Challenge because it's some kind of weird jump rope thing where you have to move forward and backward. I'm like, I'm not that coordinated. Just tell me to jump rope. I can do it fast. Anyway, not worried about it. (laughs) But feeling good overall, getting strong again. All right, let's see what we got coming up this
1: week. Mm -hmm. So tomorrow, last day of January... Uh, we got, Oh, David Avocado Wolf will be on
0: tomorrow in hour one. Sweet. He's that's probably cool. calling in from Hawaii. I think he spends his winters there. No. Yeah. So.
1: Then we've got, uh, Malcolm and Simone Collins, mm-hmm. uh, coming on to talk about the pragmatist guide to crafting religion. Ooh. Oh, that's interesting. That sounds interesting.
0: Did Kevin hook us up with that one.
1: I'm guessing so. Uh let's see the Pragmatist's Guide to Crafting Religion Malcolm and Simone Collins focus both on how we can both or how we can fortify traditions against decay mm-hmm. and how we can build new traditions out of whole cloth. Mm. That sounds like a very interesting conversation. Looking forward to that. Dude that'll be good. Yeah, so then let's see what we got coming up on February 1st Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Uh I don't I don't know who this is Aga Wilson. I don't know. Ega, Ega, Aga Wilson. So that's a mystery guest that we'll learn more about. Those are usually the best. <laughs> uh, on Thursday, we should have uh, Jonathan Emord, mm-hmm. in our one as usual, and then Melanie Martin.
0: Yes, yeah, so I met her first at the Red Pill Expo. Uh, okay. She's an absolute sweetheart, and she's doing such great work in cancer. She wrote a new book about yeah. her journey overcoming cancer, and right. uh, she's cool, yeah.
1: And then on Friday, we've got just a an a just amazing show on Friday. Been a while, but we'll be welcoming back Laban Ditchburn in Hour 1. Laban! Been, been a while. We get to catch up with Laban and see what he's been up to. And then Hour 2, uh, Vera Sharab will be on. Just came out with a, uh, a new... Actually, I think it comes out...
2: Well, well it actually just came but, out, today. Today, yeah, it, out today. The first episode comes out today.
1: and
0: It's out, yeah. it's
1: a new episode every day of this week, I believe it is. Uh, yeah. But uh, Documentary. We got her Friday. Oh.
0: And today was great. Both of our um, guests knew Vera personally yep. and really just tied in thematically with what we we're talking about. Uh, it was fascinating. By the way, Super D, you didn't get to comment on it because it was just me monologuing and getting to the guest. But that Fierce Pharma article about majority of docs would prescribe new mRNA therapies. No. This is not a good look for doctors, as I said. If you know, you try to be nice to doctors and it says the major I know I don't know if it's a fifty-one percent majority. I don't I didn't get into that the actual percentage. Did it say right seventy six percent? No, no, it's in there. Seventy-six percent. That's of in my- doctors.
1: Doctors, okay.
0: Yeah. At a, you know, is it uh, twelve hundred <sighs> so Sounds is-
1: about right, dude. That that really kind of matches up with a lot of other statistics that we have seen when it comes to just, you know, the general public that yeah. uh you know what used it, to be like two or three
0: percent mm-hmm.
1: uh people that were questioning things like that is now mm-hmm. grown exponentially, so
0: yeah, but in this case, the number is seventy six percent of doctors would... which I would expect
1: youth. yeah the doctors mm-hmm. i I would say i would I would expect which uh, is, but the fact the fact that you've got twenty four percent yeah. four percent of the doctors
0: mm-hmm. that's pretty significant, like, you're a class health half full kind of guy, aren't but you, but it's right? true, it's true, I mean,
1: think about it, think about yeah. where things were, even just when I started on this journey with you yeah uh you know you didn't have 26 percent of doctors that were questioning stuff like I mean, that. that just wasn't you know yeah Yet maybe 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 on a good day depending on what you were talking about it was maybe like maybe like 10 percent or so maybe yeah you know
0: so well, true but my my so-called confirmation bias and i readily admit it is i'm not really pleased with these doctors that are still morons and, and, and you know, buttheads.
1: Oh, Robert, they're just following the science. What would you yeah. expect? Yeah,
0: No, it's embarrassing. I'm embarrassed yep. for them. I'll just say that. They don't care, but I am. <sighs> All right. What else we got in the chat room here? Oh, you're going to add some more upcoming events? Do we have some more to add to the mix? I
1: Image just... Uh, well, yeah. I mean, it's current as of now. I just added the RSP reunion thing on there.
0: Oh, okay. Um, you know what? I got to... Uh, an event. Let me let me just check this out. I just got invited. I was talking about one in L.A. I couldn't go to, uh, but they've invited me to do a, a talk and and modify moderate 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 some panels, as well. Here it is. I'm gonna forward this to you, Super D, because we can we can okay. add, um, we can add this into the upcoming events because I've committed to do it. Let me okay. see how I get this open so I can send it to you. There we go. Forward to Super Don. Ask E. Boom. And it's called uh, Biomed Expo. And just verbally, I will tell you now, it's like a three-day event. It um, sh- sh- starts uh, what, start September 14th through the 17th. So it's way out there. All right. So we got time, but it's yeah. in Las Vegas. Okay. Folks. Las Vegas. So if you want to go there, it'll still be hot in September, but you can handle it. Uh, so September 14th through 17th in Las Vegas. And it's called the biomed expo and you'll have imagery, you know, at least we'll get you plugged in so we can put these things up in the upcoming events for people to plan ahead. Okay. Sounds good. Yep. All right. I got to make it all coming up. Let me just see if there are any other last minute questions or comments. Shout out. Hi Marge. I see you there. Hey Steve, thanks for being on board with us today. And there's Pat had Laban's number, just didn't make it to my new phone. Help. (laughs) want to reach out to Laban, yeah. You know his his uh, U.S. number works in Mexico, like it, like it's a normal thing. Apparently, mm. so you don't have to contact him through apps. You can do it that way. So,
1: phone is just blown up. Um. Here, all right. Here. So, you wanna you wanna you wanna get give her the number or?
0: Yeah, we can give Pat the number. I don't have it. Oh. All right, I'll give it to you, and you can give it to Pat. He doesn't call me much. you know. He doesn't? Oh. Did you say something to offend him? I don't think so. He doesn't send me flowers anymore, either. Exactly. All right, so official stories. As we speak, people are still dying from remdesivir. This Walker guy wrote the white papers for remdesivir. Yeah, I mean, there's some strange conflicts that people are not acknowledging yet. I agree. That's problematic. In fact, one of the things I wrote about in my endorsement for Jonathan Emord, uh, you know, I specifically talked about, uh the danger of the shots and kidney killing drugs uh as opposed you know like tim kane supported the mandates obviously jonathan would never support mandates so so, um, that was referenced and and jonathan loved it so as far as i know that'll go out in the national article unless they end up editing it which they can oh let's see bolden's leaving already we're not done we're almost done we're not done yet don't run away unless you got to go to the farmer's market supernon is done i'm done all right right, if you're done then we're done
1: because Dun, 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 dun.
0: You don't want to give me the keys to the kingdom.
1: Dude, what are you talking about? You own the kingdom. <laughs> it's your kingdom. I'm such a tyrant. Uh, <laughs> good Lord. All right, guys. We'll appreciate you tuning in today. Yep. Thanks so, for good, hanging out with good, us. Good start to the week. Great start. We will be back tomorrow. Same bat time, same bat channel. Yeah. That shows you how old I am. If, if you're in your 30s, you have no idea what I'm talking about. But in any case, all right. Well, have a good day, guys. Uh, And we'll see you guys tomorrow. Thank you.